We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. What's good, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dayas at The Lamb Show, where you can find me at Veterans Minimum, where you can find everything for the show. Not one, but two guests. My guy, A-double-L-E-N, in the building. What we up? in here. We in here. <laughs> and we got my guy, Nick Zav, baby. What's good, man? Double Decker right now. Double Decker. Even though this is going to be the first part of the Double Decker. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we got a podcast and chill coming for you folks in a couple of weeks, but... Yeah, this is the man whose voice you hear in the beginning of the episode. Yes, sir. Proud of it every time, too. Every time I listen, I always forget that it's me. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we got a lot to digest with this week 11, man. Um, we've already shot the shit on that last episode, so I feel like we got all the lovey-dovey stuff Let's out just start talking football now because I'm mad and yeah, I'm upset. Yeah, let's get into <laughs> it. Uh, reports are that it's a season-ending injury for Joe Burrow. At least that's what it looks like. Um, kind of saw this coming, man. This dude is dropping back 45, 50, 55 times a week. And out. Mixon was hurt, right? Mixon was out, yeah. Been hurt for like a month. Mixon out. But also, it's like, bro, the way you build your team, you find the quarterback, you protect them, and you go after theirs. And it's a very shaky roster. The offensive line is really, really bad. And... Look, you get T. Higgins and whatnot, and Boyd is pretty solid, and A.J. Green sees 10 targets a game. but Had only, a touchdown today. Yeah, but usually puts up like two catches for 19 yards. Yeah, it's hard watching A.J. Green at this point. But this this is clearly a team that's going in the right direction because they found the guy. But now this dude is hurt, 
And look, it looked like a really gruesome injury. Yo, it kind of reminded me of when Palmer got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, he got carted off too. It was pretty scary too. Yeah. Also, you kind of look at their face too when that when that happens, and you're like, "Damn, dude." When, when a you're guy gets hurt, I always just look at their body language and their reaction. Yeah, they took like I don't need a you don't need an MRI to know that he's probably not returning. The when Dak him. cried, when I saw Dak get hurt and he cried, like I'm not saying he wasn't in pain because you kind of saw his ankle. Well, I was gonna say to yeah. be fair, his ankle was yeah. fucking dangling. But when you see him side. cry though, I don't think those are tears of pain. Like when you break your ankle, I think your ankle is just broken. Like I think he realized he's like, bro, I'm out for a year and change yeah. and like that's like the emotion behind it and the contract situation yeah we were talking about the contract situation he actually what do you think about that dude i think he made out like a bandit i think he actually is in a better spot now than he is oh in terms of leverage yeah considering how bad the cowboys are even though they did one today yeah maybe it's just you never know with jerry jones we know it's fishy down there but i was telling nick before he's not they're not gonna they're not gonna draft a qb right they, they pro- got way too many holes yeah they got way too many holes. they're not gonna draft a qb about eight defensive starters they're gonna bring him back on the franchise tag which is about 37 million okay no matter how he performs, he's either going to get a big deal at the end of that year or they're going to franchise tag him again for like 54 mil. Actually, now that I think of it, because you mentioned that before about the 37 mil, fellas, it might be even more next year because the Mahomes contract is going to kick in and the Watson contract is going to kick in. Yep. And I think it's the beginning of the Wentz deal, too, Oof. which we'll get to Wentz <laughs> in a little bit. <laughs> but Phil like, like yeah. shut this off. Spooky. But let, let's. Let's talk about Dak, right? We'll talk about Dak first, and then I definitely want to get back to Joe Burrow. Alan, how do you feel about what he said? Because I'm in the same boat. I think that, in a weird way, the best thing that's ever happened to Dak from a contract standpoint is him getting hurt. Because you look at Ben DiNucci, Gabbard. Dalton. Dalton. Dalton also. Mm-hmm. like, And I know they won today, and this might be a bad timing to like talk about this. Yeah, well, then, then they now. blow off the football team on Thursday, and all of a sudden they're on first place in division. <laughs> right, right. So this might be a horrible time. He still timing. has leverage, though. We know that. Yeah, Yeah. so how do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, from the financial standpoint or just like long-term? Cause, put, put both together. Yeah, because obviously look, you look at Dallas, especially – just the way they've kind of imploded. Like it, it does benefit him in a way. It's just, you, I don't know. I look from a health perspective because he relies so much on his mobility. But then you also have to look at the fact of McCarthy. Like, I don't think McCarthy's going to be one and done, even though, like, man, he's giving, he should be. He's oh, giving them every man, reason to, for him to be fired. Like, you look at the reports, you just see how uninspired the offense looks. And even when I feel like Dak was healthy, they didn't run enough option because we know Dak's such a great athlete. You know, he's lethal with his legs. So. But now that you, you've spoken about, I'm like, all right, I'm starting to think. It's just the whole Jerry Jones thing. Like, they've never really, like, you never really heard Dallas fully commit to Dak. That's my issue with it. Like, you hear owners completely back their QB. When have you really heard Jerry Jones? Like, that Seattle game, Dak had a pretty flawless performance, I thought. Uh, he threw a pick at the end of the game. He, I think it was like, what was it, 12 seconds left? He threw in the back of the end zone, got picked. And Jerry Jones comes out, oh, Dak missed that throw. Meanwhile, your defense allowed like 37 points. Yeah, that was also pass attempt number 58 of the yeah. game, too. Yeah. So just stuff like that. I'm just like, all right, they'll probably, look, he's probably in a good spot. I just wish a, a guy of his talent, I wish they backed him more. Because you see teams across the league back their franchise quarterbacks. Some really don't deserve it. You look at quarterbacks across the league, you know, look in the division, a la Philadelphia. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you've convinced me he's in a better spot. I'm just I'm just worried from... The, from a owner sta- or owner GM standpoint, like how they view him. Because do you think also though he 
he is technically back. What was his contract offer? It was in the three hundred million area. I'm assuming it was. I don't think it was ever really reported. I know like per year was around thirty. Thirty, right? So yeah. all right. So I'm assuming, yeah. So yeah, not three hundred. I'm sorry. It was thirty million per year. I also think that is somewhat backing up your quarterback, but at the same time, his agent has a job to do, and his agent was like, "Listen, the TV rights are kicking in. You know, we have a new deal coming in. Right. Uh, NFL Players Association are like, listen, I mean, it's beneficial yeah. to you if you wait." And he must have seen the contracts that Garoppolo and Golf got, and he must be saying, "Come on, you know I'm better than those two. Yeah, like, you got. Absolutely. You got. Obviously, every quarterback wants to be. They want to set the bar of terms of how they got paid. Like, look at one point. What I think Matthew Stafford was the highest paid QB. Yeah. I love Matthew Stafford, but he's we the know, king. yeah, he's the king. We we know Matthew Stafford's not the best QB, but like, it's not about who's the best. It's just you want to obviously leverage for the most money. But yeah, I guess he's in a better spot. I just I don't know. Dallas is such a sketchy area. Like, I I think this was the off season where you really should commit to him, and they didn't really do that. And then the whole Ezekiel Elliott situation. You have every week people questioning, does he have enough juice left? Then. More more times than not, you got to question that. I know he's coming off a pretty solid performance as someone who is a Zeke Elliott uh, truther and um, holding on to his stock in my fucking yearly league. <laughs> but I, I've been saying for a while that I feel like Tony Pollard is the better back because they're both presented with the same situation. It's not like when Zeke is on the field he has a different roster around him and like when Pollard comes in he's dealt the same hand and Pollard just looks more explosive Mm -hmm. and today he broke off a big run and Zeke played well probably the best game he's played since Dak got hurt but I think going back to the QB market being set if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs I think they set the market so high that no one's going to be able to top that. So if you're yeah. the Chiefs, you don't need to worry about Mahomes coming back and being like, yo, look, you know, we got to renegotiate because that's how it should be. There's levels to this, and he's clearly the best quarterback in the league. I think with Dak, I think he's in a good spot because I do think that this season, it's the old saying of you don't know what you got until it's gone. And you might have taken even Cowboy fans. Like a lot of our buddies are Cowboys friend, mm-hmm. uh, fans, and they're probably looking at it like, damn, and I wish I had Dak now. Where in the beginning, there was so much uncertainty between, do we give him 30 mil? Do we give him 40? Like, what is it? But now also, you got to think about it as at, in this way. Jerry also has to see how bad the division is and also has to see, listen, we are not rebuilding. We are not restarting. We are not even we're not even in the middle of a build like we just have a terrible defense at this point. They underestimated that because they try bringing veterans to maybe fill in a few plugs. And I don't think any of the veterans are left on that team. You think you think they actually do miss? I I mean I I'm a pretty big fan of him just by watching him throughout the division. Byron Jones, like I think they're clearly missing him somewhat. What cornerback could cover? Like I know Diggs was a good prospect coming up, but Diggs has looked like a big disappointment. And Anthony Brown's a liability. Just they really don't have corners to begin with, and then he. Just, I'm not even saying Jones was that like yeah. dynamic or that good. No, I'm but just, you see what he's been doing in Miami. Exactly. He's been dogging. The thing is, yeah. he's versatile too. He can cover slot receivers, he cover outside, he even play safety. Like he's a real physical freak and like they just couldn't pay him and you know Lawrence hasn't been quite the, the difference maker they thought he was going to be like Lawrence I still think is really good but he just hasn't justified his contract but you look at the signs McCoy Poe Clinton Dix like Clinton Dix didn't even make the roster like yeah so I was a big haha Clinton Dix though fan but even, coming out of college yeah. yeah but even Smith too right they they pay Smith and like he's he's been under, Smith has been underwhelming huge disappointment. yeah and yeah. now Van Der Esch has gotten healthy which 
is benefiting a little bit. And hey, we talked about this in August, man. Alden Smith, the resurrection. Yo, <laughs> the it's like the one the king. Story, man. The king, man. Yeah, I cut his ass so hard, bro. He's like, you know, if they could get some contributions from Alden Smith, I'm like, bro, shut the fuck off, man. Yeah. You want to you want to get contributions from a guy who hasn't played in five years? He's and, the man, and he's no, probably man. the best defensive player this year, yeah. consistently. Yeah. Let's go back to Joe Burrow yeah, because in, in natural VM fashion, we got very, very mm-hmm. sidetracked, but he gets hurt. Zab, how you feel about first of all, how you feel about Joe Burrow, man? Have you liked what you Yeah, seen I'm so a huge far? fan of Joe Burrow. I actually uh he's he's actually my backup on my fantasy team. I have Kyler Murray, so I can't even do Ooh, anything let's about Let's go, baby. It. Always, baby. Murray always. Season. You know, we're kinda of running away with it at this point. <laughs> but uh but I I actually not only do I love Joe Burrow, but I love that he's willing to throw the ball as much as he does, and he also he finds his receiver listen. Nobody's going to resurrect AJ Green's career. It's not happening, you know. And he's in a situation where he also is making these receivers what they are. I'm not saying they're not good, but Boyd and Higgins—they're decent receivers. They're very good, but they also like Boyd was also on this team last year. You know what I mean? And he kind of did what he was going to do, and he act—he overperformed, if anything. But you kind of look at it, and Burrow is in his first year, and you're confident with him throwing the ball 40 times. However. I'm also on the bandwagon of being like, listen, it's the Bengals. You know, you can't a team, a bad team's a bad team. I just same way I think with a couple other teams in the league. If you go to the Lions, I'm not sure what what's going to happen to you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure what your career. You're, you're kind of like. just like snake bit. Is if what you're, you're a running back that goes to the Detroit Lions, I'm not sure what your life looks like. I'm not sure how that pans oh, out man. for you. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with Burrow, where he's a great quarterback. He arguably he not arguably he did have the best stat- statistical season of any college football player ever. Uh, at his position, and he comes into the league, and he's in a bad situation. They gave Mixon a nice payday, and between me and you, man, I don't think he's lived up to it as much as they wanted him to. I think he actually forced their hand a little bit because he was one of the better skill p- players on their team, and they were like, listen, not only are we getting a quarterback, but we're not going to lose this guy. And he's a good running back, but at the same time, too, you're like, your offensive line is terrible. Your defense is terrible. I love their coach. I love their coach. Oh, you like Zach Taylor? I have not heard of I, I, The only reason why I love him I don't him even know be- people that have an opinion on him. He's so, like, he's under the blind. radar. He's just there. He's just there. Okay. But also, it's one of those things where you're in Cincinnati. No matter what, like, they, they were a successful team for a decade, and everybody was like, yeah, easy win in the playoffs. Like, they're not doing anything as soon True. as they get there. They're, you know what I mean? Like, they're a, a statistically bad team, but then – like, all of a sudden through the season, you're like, wait, they have 10 wins? Like, they have nine wins? Now it's not happening anytime soon, but I'm hoping Burrow bounces back. It sucks. The injury sucks because you also got to realize I hate the the torn ACLs in the middle of the year because that means next year you're fucked. Like, that means yeah. next year not only are you not coming back until week nine, but you're not going to be even relatively healthy until week 12, 13, really. Like, for you to make it look like, you know what I mean? Even Dak, uh, Dak is a blessing because Dak got hurt, what, week two? It was week two, right? Week or three? four, I no, think it was. It like, was. like week five, six. Was it? Was it? Like early Because they were like one in... Least one in three. Well, it was against the Giants, so I think it might have been uh, maybe, maybe week four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was week four. four yeah. Okay, because like the Giants, the they Giants got were... smoked by Cleveland, and then I think so. Maybe it was week five because I remember it was like early October because they were one in three. Talking about Dallas, and then they were obviously teetering against the Giants, and then it went down. Yeah. 
So I that's kind of my stance on it because like I'm a big Burrow fan. I I think he's super talented. I think his arm is crazy. And like I said, like when you're throwing the ball 50 times a game, like he's also running for his life, like yeah. at all oh, times. It's a nightmare scenario. Hold at on. all times. The, the hit that he took from Chase Young, you were driving down to come to see me, bro. He got fucking blitzed Dude, at the goal line. It's insane, man. And he's getting mollywhopped. Yeah, he ended up fumbling into the end zone, and then Washington recovered. But, yeah, he fucking got smoked. And he's getting sacked, like, a good amount of times. And not even that, he's getting hit, too. I think, I I mean, I'll check after, but I'm pretty sure he's the third or fourth most sacked QB in the league. And, I mean, that's not saying much because, like, there's a couple people who, there's a couple other teams who have worse O-lines. But he also, like, I watched a couple games, like, of just strictly, like, focusing on him. He's running for dear life. And, like, just imagine that. You're, you're throwing the ball 20, 25 25 times a game on the run like dude you're gonna get destroyed at some point like and it just ironically that's what happened because yeah, cincinnati it's gonna be like a two-year three-year rebellion joke because they're kind of paying the consequences of just bad decision making like they got bobby hart starting like you remember bobby hart like we we, we know bobby remember, hart do very well bobby don't worry hart. like you, you got hall of fame bobby hart <laughs> yeah. you got stuff you got stuff like that like cincinnati like they, I think their center, Billy Price, the first round pick, he's completely flopped. Like they're just these are years of just bad decision making. Now they're, you know, they have been paying the price, but now unfortunately their franchise quarterback is now on the receiving end of it. And this is this is the worst nightmare scenario because people were fearing for Joe Burrow in week two. Baron Cleveland was punishing him pretty bad, and now it's just like all right, hopefully he makes it through the season. And now this happens, it's 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 devastating for them. And you know I do think they're building something nice there, but. It's just the issue with Cincinnati. They're in a bad scenario. You're in the, arguably the toughest division outside the NFC West. Like, come on. Do they have, what, likely three playoff teams? We'll see what happens to Cleveland. But Baltimore is going to make it. Pittsburgh undefeated. Like, that's going to – it's going to be a long road for them to even be competitive. But in that division, you're going against some pretty nasty defenses. He was always going to take a beating. But uh, I just think Cincinnati, they got to look long-term. And I think now this is just kind of a wake-up call. It's like, okay – Paying the consequences now, but now we'll continue investing. I do like Jonah Williams. They they drafted Alabama, but you know he's a one player. You got to build across the board. I kind of disagree with you in the sense that they're they're building in the right direction. I think they just found their quarterback, so Same. that's why you say Same. that. I like their skill position players, though. I, I think Tyler Boyd's a. I know he's he just is. a slot he receiver, is. but he's fun. He and do T Higgins, he's looked legit so far. We had this, we were talking about this before we even did any podcast. We were sitting out on the couch watching Red Zone. Let me get, because, and, and you can share your thoughts after, and I'll give mine because we know the responses since we spoke about it, but I want to hear your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Can your best wide receiver be a slot guy? Uh, only maybe if it's a Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels operate system. <laughs> we know, obviously, what they do that a little bit. Uh, I and, just, and, and uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, yeah. but I, I want to explain what I mean by that. Is like, sure, you can you can line up Julio in the slot, right? But when you think of Julio Jones, you're a slot. You're talking about. I'm talking about like Wes Welker, Victor Cruz, yeah. Jameson right? Crowder. And, yeah, we were Jarvis ta- Landry. Yeah, we were talking about Victor Cruz because we were um, we were talking about Eli Manning first, Eli Manning and Philip Rivers, and then we started talking about like Victor Cruz. And it was because of Aaron Rodgers, like that 20, because I was saying how 2010 to 2014, Aaron Rodgers is probably like the best quarterback play I've ever seen. Like he won an MVP, he won a Super Bowl, 
think he won like he came of all like, time though, not just of it you've seen. Arguably, he's that's the best four year stretch of any quarterback ever. Yeah, yeah, like that's it's really crazy. We can't put Mahomes in there yet because he still hasn't yeah. had that fourth year. But going back to that, we started talking about Victor Cruz, and I feel like Victor Cruz was a tremendous slot wide receiver. But if you just looked at the Giants, he was only great, and he was great. When he had Hakeem Nix and Mario Manningham, when he had Odell also. And I know it's not fair to Victor Cruz because when he had Odell, that's when he had that really bad injury and he was coming back. So he wasn't the same player. But my argument is, yeah, that might be the example about the Patriots, but I feel like your best wide receiver can't be a slot wide receiver. And I think a team like Cincinnati... I would say their best wide receiver is Tyler Boyd, who, when I think of Tyler is Boyd, a slot is a slot receiver. I think, yes. Yeah, but T. Higgins, I think, could progress. But uh, Still a rookie, though. Yeah, he got like eight games. But I just think Cincinnati, you got to give them time. Like, like I said, they've made so many bad decisions over the past few years. So to be just like give them two, three years. But no, I do think if your best receiver is a slot, then it's going to limit you. Like, look at Miami with Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry put up these nice numbers, but. Miami wasn't really stretching teams. They weren't really competing at the highest levels. Like, all right, they made the playoffs one year. And I know people are going to say, oh, Adam Gase was the coach. Totally understandable. They were waiting for Devontae Parker to come back from full health. Those five, years, year, of, those those five four, years of training camp updates, Devontae Parker. Listen, the running. only one besides – Devontae Parker, thank God he bounced back. The only one besides him was Kevin White, where you're sitting there. You're like, oh, listen, he's going to come along one of these days. That's Santa Gatos guy, man. Yo, Kevin, Joe was the biggest Kevin White bro. I was a big West Virginia Kevin White <laughs> fan, bro. That was the king. Oh, man, but – no, I, I like I said, if your best receiver, but it's also also about the infrastructure. Like, who knows? Maybe you, you're like a really good running team, like Cleveland right now. I know they lost Odell, but they're still kind of building because they have the best one-two punch in the league. They have a really good O line, and I think they could probably still win ten games even without Odell, just because they have that offense line. And I think Stefanski knows that. But it's really you gotta look at coaching and just the offensive line. If like if those things are stabilized, I think you could get away with it. But it's like you're not going to win a Super Bowl if your best receiver is a slot receiver. Just that's just how it is. You need that vertical threat, someone that could really take the top off a defense that strikes fear. There aren't really many slot receivers that strike fear into a defense. You might have to game plan game plan for them, but it's not like you're going to like really like overemphasize it. You're not going to like structure your coverages behind it. So the way you brought up what's it called the Patriots, we were talking about it earlier. I was uh, we were saying how. The Patriots built their team with the tight ends when it when it was uh, Hernandez and Gronk and all that. They build their teams from the inside out, you know, and they don't need the wideouts. They don't need the deep threats and all that. That works for them because that's how they build their team. Most teams don't do that, and not only do they not do that, but like they can't successfully do it. Right. You can't and really copy the Patriots. You can't. You yeah. can't. So you can't copy their blueprint. So like the ironically, I'm not a huge fan of him, but like. A guy like Robbie Anderson, if he stuck with the Jets, I feel like Jamison Crowder is that much more effective because of stuff like that, where you have no basically Mims is your only reliable uh, person on the outside, and it's like I mean it's a rookie, it's right. a guy who's played two games, three games. Right. You Coming know? from that Baylor system where it's like they run three routes because that was a knock on Corey Coleman. Yeah, yeah. I I remember when uh, <laughs> yo Corey Coleman was Corey Coleman was what's it called? What was the? It was Odell was drafted. That year, there was three other wide receivers, I think, in that draft. It was it, Cooks, Evans, Odell. Watkins. 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 There you go. I'll never Adams forget. was in that class, too. Second round. second round. Yeah, yeah. But I'll never forget when Watkins got, got drafted. I, I'll never forget, man. I was so like, I was like, dude, this guy's going to be a dog. I was like, this guy's going to be an absolute animal. But then you're like, well, the Clemson guys are usually. Can't you know, forget like, about Kelvin Benjamin. 
Oh, what do you, you mean can't that? forget about it. What do you mean you can't? I mean, you can't really. Listen, Kelvin Benjamin did the ultimate fat guy move. He's like, listen, I'm going to be a tight end in about two years because I'm going to gain a cool 50 and just move over to the side. And they were like, buddy, you can't even fit your shirt on your belly. And he was like, yeah, I'm out. All right. Yo, I, I, think, I think what you said about Robbie Anderson is so true, bro, because I do think guys like Jamison Crowder would be way more of a, like, just a savage out there and be yeah. way more productive if you had a guy like that. Because I also think just from a scheme standpoint, like you're a slot guy. What percentage of routes would you say are like over the middle of the field? All of them? 90, 90. Yeah. yeah like, like, like let's just say three out of every four routes are going over the middle of the field where if like you have a primary receiver on the outside, then maybe you move safeties over to the outside and it opens up shit over the middle. You have matchups against linebackers and shit bro i'll never forget i had keenan allen in my fantasy league and i was down like 23 points and they're playing the steelers on sunday night football oh this is classic and it was like vince williams or some shit was isn't that his name the linebacker yeah, yeah. this one like mike tom would never make adjustments he's just like bro right, 2018 we'll the steelers are playing the sunday chargers yeah. sunday night football yo keenan allen caught like 18 passes yeah <laughs> Oh, 14 today, or maybe more. Bro, like, just was like, Philip Rivers is like, oh, there's a linebacker on him, dummy, and just fucking peppering. It's weird. Targets. We all love Mike Tomlin now. Mike Tomlin's fantastic coach, potentially future Hall of Famer, but there was like a time frame. I don't know, like, he would never make adjustments. Like, that Bortles game when they lost to Jackson in the playoffs, like, really scarred him, and then. They would just never make adjustments. That was a scary game. Watching well, that knock, was pretty intense. The, knock the Bortles on, game against the Jaguars. That was pretty intense, man. Watching him literally. You were watching him on the sideline, and you were like, wait, Bortles is going to run the same three plays. And they, they four no, touchdowns. Dude, they have they no, running, no running back. Like four, uh, was Fournette even healthy? No, right? No, nah, so. Fournette played. Oh, he did, did he play? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like, bro, he was like a tree stump, though, at that time, too. Yeah. Like You're sitting there. You're like, yo, Bortles is torching these guys. And like Steelers had the top five defense at the time. Like, yeah. I mean, they have a top five defense every year. But yeah. I'm like watching. I'm like, damn, dude. Like, you're literally going to let this man carve you up. Like, nothing. Like, Bortles. it was insane. Bortles is the guy, though. The knock on Tomlin his whole career is what you saw in this game today with the Jaguars. Like, that first half was a little shaky until, like, they finally, like, they ended up beating the shit out of him. And if you just look at the box score, you're like, yo, what the fuck is this kid talking about? But in the beginning, the knock on Tomlin is, like, they'll go into Oakland a couple years ago, and they're, like, in a must-win game against the Raiders who have three wins, and they lose to Oakland. Or they'll drop a game to, like, the Jets. Or I'm at Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Dallas, that game was it was until the fourth quarter, and then they fucking went Dude, ham. Dude, even opening week against the Giants, you're looking at them, you're like, yo, the, you should not be beating the Giants by 10. Well, and we, also, we, that was a last-minute touchdown, too. Week one's crazy, though. Man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, we, I, that's why I said also caveat, I, didn't, caveat, but yeah. I, didn't judge, I didn't judge Barkley getting 15 yards on fucking 22 <laughs> carries week one, either. Poor, I was poor, like, dude. I sat there. Yo, I was literally banging my chest i was like listen man it's week one all right don't worry about it. he's gonna be fun and then week two bam gone but but also like going back to that what you said about week one like i cut you some slack on week one especially this year right you had no uh, pre-season. weird covid no preseason no also nothing. the steelers in particular like they got ben back after not playing for yeah. a whole year so like them but i feel you though like they shouldn't have and the one thing i like about pittsburgh this year and i'm starting to we had this discussion on the last episode about like how do you feel about pittsburgh bro because now they're, they're the fakest undefeated team I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yeah, I've I think seen, so. I love them though. I I've love them. I want them to defeat teams. Atlanta went nine zero in two thousand twelve, and they had like four narrow victories. And this is just me being a nerd, just going off right now. But like, but I think having an elite defense, stabilized quarterback, and 
four playmaking receivers. Easily. Like, like, and always have a solid offensive line. Maybe not quite as good as it was a few years ago, but I just feel like there's so much stability in Pittsburgh. That's why I believe in them. Like, they have so much star power, and they've just built a really solid infrastructure around Big Ben. It's just like you kind of got to believe them. But if there's one issue, it's like, all right, they don't really have a lot of signature wins outside being Baltimore. Absolutely. And also, I was telling Nick before, uh, I love Claypool. Love Love Claypool. I thought he was one yeah, of the better yeah. receivers in the draft. I thought the fact that he even made it to the second round, like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, wow. Like, the fact that nobody's grabbing. Listen, he killed on Notre Dame. Like, he killed. He was a, he was a star. Yeah, he was just an absolute star. Also, you kind of realize how much everybody was like, yeah, you know, Le'Veon. Or like, James Conner's not Le'Veon. And it's like, yeah, but listen, Claypool, I'm watching, run sweeps. You know what I mean? Like, this exactly. guy's, like, out here. Dude, Deontay Johnson is one of the most electrifying playmakers in the league. If he, if he was on a different team where they didn't have as many playmakers around him, like, he would be getting a lot more touches. For sure. Oh, I also think that the knock on him is... Injuries, yeah. His, yeah, he leaves games early. Like, yeah, if, yeah. if he didn't have... There's, like, three, four games this year where he has, like, three targets because he leaves in the first half. Games in which he, like, starts and finishes games... You look at his targets, 11, 15, 12. He's like, so dangerous. Man. He's so – yo, um, they were playing the Titans, bro, and uh, our buddy Danny, he's a, he's a big Steeler fan. I remember texting him. I'm like, bro, that's Antonio Brown. Like, he ran this, like, slant, and he caught it and then turned back out. Bro, the, how fluid he was in and out of the break. I was like, yo, that's A-B. Mm -hmm. And, again, it goes back to, like, with Pittsburgh, how they fucking – if you're a wide receiver and the Steelers draft you, I'm picking you up on my fantasy team. 100%. Because you're going to be a beast at some point if they play you. And you said something about the four playmakers. I think that they have the best collection of – they have the best four wide receivers in the league. As far as no, – I'm not saying that – As a group? As a group. group. Yes, yes as a group. As a core. They, as a core. Like, yeah. yo, James Washington is not a bad number four option great vertical threat. You need yeah. players like him. And people – Pass his hands all you want, but Ebron in the red zone is dangerous. So I, I think, bro, listen, well, yeah. you you kind of saw what Ebron was capable of. I was a big fan of Ebron coming. I'm I, listen. I can say this now, and I have no problem saying it. I wanted them to. I wanted the Giants to draft Ebron. Uh, and he was taken right before Odell. Odell, yeah. I think right before. Like eight? Yeah. yeah. So I he was, was top for Aaron 10. Donald. Which is Dude, <laughs> I was sitting there, right? And I'm oh like, this guy's God. a beast. You watch him. You're watching him play, and you're like, listen, he's just not doing it. He's not doing it. Fine. And then all of a sudden, he has a quarterback last year somewhat, like in terms of like going to – and then when he was on the Colts, you know, you're mm -hmm. like – you're like this guy can play, man. This guy score. He's in the end zone yeah. all times. It's and just then his you hands, and then you put him on a team with Ben, and you're like, listen, the ball's gonna find him at some right. point. It Especially it's a team like Pittsburgh and Ben, who just loves tight ends. Remember Heath? Heath, Heath Love Miller Heath. was like a thing. What do you mean, Vance McDonald? Was it Vance McDonald? Right? Yeah, Vance McDonald was yeah. Vance McDonald was the pinch in fantasy football Dude, every year. That, I would be like, bro, I need a fantasy. I need a pickup right now on a bye week. Let me get Vance. He'd score. He'd get two targets, seventeen yards, but a touchdown every time. Time, every time, every, every time. That's the form on Chris Conti. One more underrated Monday Night Moments. Remember that Pittsburgh Tampa yeah. game? This when Fitzpatrick was at its peak. Right. The, fifth, the fifth run of Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic has its roll call. That man peak. will never die. Don't, yeah. ever, don't ever disrespect him. Hey, he just played today. I so. know. That so, man so, will so never die. But, uh, no, I think, look, man, Pittsburgh, I know they have many signature wins. They have a, dude, Thanksgiving, that's the game everyone's looking forward to. Forget the, forget the early slate. Like, Thanksgiving, enjoy your time with your family. Eight o'clock. That's when you watch I football. think that the reason why I say I think they're a fake undefeated team is for this. Every yeah, year, I feel like they make it to the playoffs, and every first round, you're looking at them, you're like, something's going to happen. You're like, yo, something, they're going to drop the ball. Something's going to happen. And I personally, I think they have a good enough team. 
I do think it's most of the time it's Tomlin's fault. <laughs> I do it's understandable. Think, I no, do it's think it's his fault, really. I'm like, dude, like some some of the some of his calls are suspect, man. Some of them are really suspect. Listen, between the, the fact that you even stuck your leg out and almost tried to trip a guy is one thing. Like, <laughs> oh my you know God. what I mean? When I you stood on that. that, when you stood on the sideline and you literally like moved your body and you were looking at where That's the guy. That's Baltimore, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, Jacoby so Jones. Yeah, dude, you're uh-huh. on a different level of sus when you he's, do that. He's looking at the Titan John and he just goes, "Yep," and he shifts over and he goes. Oh, a guy's coming? No clue. He just falls forward. No, it's understandable. Look, they've had some bad playoff losses, yeah. but other than the Chiefs, like I can't really see them losing to any team. Twenty twenty has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job. Making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Once again, folks, not that fast, but I got impeccable charisma. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Go right now to Indeed.com, Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that is Indeed.com slash BlueWire. And while we're here, while we are here, we are back. We are getting dug back. If anyone ever remembers Hangover, football is back in full swing. You might not be able to be at a game this year, depending on what state you live in, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you could get in on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses and start off wagering on wins, divisions, or championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Yo, let me ask yeah. you a question now that I just thought about this. You're in the Super Bowl. You're on the sidelines. You're like uh, you're like the ball boy or some shit. Or even you're a player. And your team is up like four points. And the, the Minnesota miracle goes down. Right? The, the Stephon Diggs happens. The scenario's bad. And, and they're streaking up your sideline. Clock has expired. What happens if you just like step on the field and tackle him? Not even if I step on the field, I fake a heart attack. I fake a seizure and I fall on the ground and he trips over me. <laughs> no, but like, check my check my medical insurance, bro. What are you kidding me? Like, no, I fake whatever I can. Oh, I man. I go down to tie my shoe and it just happens to be my head peeks out. Like I'm I'm there. Yo, do we know what happens in that scenario? Do you see like unless you're a star player, you might get because obviously, look, if you're a star, you get. Several opportunities looking at If you run out to the field. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, dude, come on. Like, look at Antonio Brown. Like, he, he really shouldn't be in the league, but due to his talent, like, he's in. But, like, 
if you do that, you, I think you got you're probably gonna be blackballed. Like who could probably? Trust you? Yeah. But, but yeah. what happened? What happened? What do you do in the game? Do you call that a touchdown? Do yeah, you? you I don't have know. to, man. Like fair play. I you get, have to look at the moment, the scenario. Cause yo, the play with the remember when the Jets guy like literally put his oh, leg out uh, and and he tripped. What's his name, right? Oh, it was off, like, right? What special happened? teams coach? He was a special teams yeah, coach. Yeah, all right, yeah, but also he was like a huge like juiced up guy. Yeah, yeah. And like, Rex, this he, is he, peak Rex Ryan yeah. nonsense. But what do you? What happened? I I don't remember what happened after that. Like, does do you get like an extra fifteen yards or like because he was just running down the sideline? Like that was a clear cut. Like yeah. that was a clear cut play. I like, think they still lost that. It was against Miami. Yeah, this but was, like I'm just like watching. Listen, shit like that. Also, like the the reason why I love stuff like that, you're on TV. We all see you. So you're yeah. getting like, fine. You're probably gonna lose a couple of draft picks. What do you mean you lose a job though? Like I'm oh, talking about him. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, about yeah. him. Oh him, yeah. You lose all credibility, bro. You lose your job. Yeah. Like, listen, I'm not saying the special teams coach for the Jets is like, oh, listen, like I'm. You're feeding your family. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? But you lose your job. Like you're done, bro. You don't think. Like I'm, I was thinking about this now. I just thought of this right now <laughs> as you were talking about the Jacoby Jones and Mike Tomlin thing. Like, what happens? Obviously, you get blackball, right? Like you're never in the league. But like, what happens in that game? Do you give the team the touchdown? Does the team that was on defense that the fucking asshole stepped onto the field? It's hard. They're like, yo, our DB was like five yards away. He runs four three. Wait, what's so? What was the situation? What was it? Two years ago with the Rams that sent him to the Super Bowl. When oh, uh, oh the pass interference, pass interference. Roby Coleman, yeah, bro, like that in general. Like I'm pretty sure that's the reason why they can't review. Like, like I'm pretty sure they like redid the rule. Right? Well, they did that just for last year because yeah. I don't think you could do the pass. No, nah, now it's not. Anymore. You can't yeah. review it anymore, it right? Too, it just got. It, it was an prolonged games. It got too yeah. annoying. Like teams have really overused it, and and also it like just a, was poorly or, orchestrated. And a lot of te- like a lot of the calls didn't get overflipped. No, like, it wasn't. And like some were like. Like, I'll never forget, what was it, Houston, Baltimore last year? I remember Hopkins got, like, tackled in the end zone by Humphrey. It was couldn't have been more evident, and they still, like, no, it's not P.I. Like, it was pretty bad last year. You remember that, like, when Hopkins got— I do, yeah. I think it was a primetime game. I'm pretty sure it was, it was— maybe it was a 1 o'clock. No, it was, like, a big game, but I just remember, like, Hopkins, it was, like, on a deep overcross route, and he just gets tackled by Marlon Humphrey, and it was, like, all right, it's the most obvious P.I., they didn't call. I'm like, all right, this well, this rule's just pointless. Like, it's just New Orleans being petty and like. But that know. was that was just a pure yo. That shit happens. The same shit with the Des Bryant play, right? The Des catch it, the catch yeah. rule. It happens because it's a playoff game. To use the betting term, it's a standalone game, meaning there's no other games going on. So everyone's fucking watching the TV when the Cowboys are playing the Packers. And it's like, oh, well, now we got to evaluate what, what it catches. Like, did he catch it? To, he did catch it. <laughs> did he? He did, yeah. I, as I, a Giant I, fan, listen, he, listen. Caught yeah, he caught as, it. Not only as a so Giant fan, it was so that. obvious he caught yeah, it. God yeah, damn. Yeah. But it's funny. Like, I loved it, though. I loved listen, it. <laughs> when he lost, because, yo, this is the best part about football. The next week, nobody's talking about it because the playoffs are going on. Like things are happening, and everybody's like, "Listen, you got to move on to next week." Bill Belichick, you know, just straight but, up. But that's why that's why that off season, everyone was reevaluating reevaluating what a catch was. The same way with the OPI, like it's it's the fucking NFC title game, and it was like, yo, that was a fucking passing. Dude, I remember watching that at a bar, and I was watching it, and it happens. I'm like, and I'm eating, and I'm just like, oh, well, that's a flag. And I'm eating, and then like there's no flag. I'm like, oh my god, that's yeah. horrible. Listen, I love to watch all of that. That's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> oh, controversy. Man. You mentioned Des. Des played football today. We just yeah. watched. We just watched actually before uh, earlier, and it was pretty funny to watch yeah. because I, he finished with a couple yards. Good for him, man. I think yeah. he had like two catches. I'm listen. I'm happy for the guy. I was a big. Um, 
I, I, I was a huge Dez guy, even as a Giant fan. I was a big Dez guy because of, like, when he came out of college, like, that guy's life sucked. Like, his life was terrible, like, in terms of his family life. Yo, all don't that. you remember what the people at the draft were asking him about, like, his mom? Yeah, all right. So that's what I mean. Like, Bro, he, had a, bad, he had a bad life. Like, he just had a weird life. And the fact that he overcame it was great. But... He also caught a bad rap because, like, that's just what happens when you're a receiver or you're a DB. Like, when you talk too much and then all of a sudden your play falls, right. like, your, your production just falls, then it's like, listen, we don't want to – we're not going to deal with that. Like, look at Odell's – Odell is, like, just falling victim of the situation at this point. Especially when you're a big market. Uh, yo, huge market. And also, like, Odell went to Cleveland and all of a sudden he's – I mean, I don't give a shit what anybody says. I'm a huge Odell fan, and Same he's man. and he's like a, a talent. Like he's just a talent that you don't really see. And he flat out came out and said, "Listen, I'm taking less touches because the team is winning by running the ball 30 times a game." And all of a sudden, he takes one bad step, and he and he's out for the year. And now, now they're even saying like this is going to be the last game. He, that was the last game he played in Cleveland. And you kind of sit there and you're like, all right, it's going to be hard to trade that contract. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, listen, whoever gets him is going to be getting a hungry-ass Odell who's coming off an injury. People won't be expecting much out of him, really. And that's when you get, like, studs. Man, he was he was very special. Like, I mean, the whole offense for the Giants from 2014 till he left was a slant to Odell. That was, like, the only thing you looked forward to. Yeah. Bro, even the year they went 11-5, and five, like – Going back to Des Bryant, like Janoris Jenkins fucking body bagged him. Like it was bad. Those games yep. that they were playing against. That because good, yep. if people remember the Cowboys that, that year, they lost twice to the Giants. Mm -hmm. they went Which 13, is unprecedented. They went 13 that 3. 13 3. I forgot who else they lost to, but like the Giants owned the Cowboys in that. And that's when the Giants got Snacks, Vernon, Jenkins. They killed the free agency. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, look, you spent like two hundred million dollars in guaranteed money. But, dude, when you nailed, you still got good praise. Nah, like, yeah, absolutely. Some teams completely botch it. That's true. Yeah. That's a very fair point. And if we could praise the Giants in any way, I will definitely <laughs> take it because we need all the help we can get. Oh, but going back to Dez and going back to Odell, I think it's both of them. And I know Dak's a good quarterback, but both of them fall victim to the idea of wanting the ball more and complaining. It is the nature of the beast when you're a wide receiver. I talk about this all the time. When you play football, the first people that break the huddle are the wide receivers. It's a very isolating position, bro. If you think about it, you're the furthest away from the ball. If you're a wide receiver, bro, and you're in high school, and you got Ohio State and Michigan coming to see you, if Allen's your quarterback, it's like, yo, Allen, I'm going to need the rock. If Allen has a fucked up game because his girlfriend broke up with him the day before the game or some shit or... It's a hell of a scenario. I'm just yeah. trying. I'm trying to make it really <laughs> ugly. You know? Otherwise, you'd go thirty for thirty-five uh, with yeah. four hundred yards. You know, I know. All, all, all to that, but yeah. like, <laughs> say you're a Straight little. Mahomes. Say say you're a little rattled because like yeah. some shit went down, and then like Ohio State's over there, and you're you're two for fourteen. Yeah, you're not gonna be tight at Allen. Absolutely, yeah, of course. So that's why wide receivers are divas because for you to get paid, you need Allen to do his job, and if I'm the center, you need me to be doing my job. So I get it when they bitch and they moan about the ball. Like, I totally get it. And especially when you're a talent like that, bro. Like, yo, I thought Odell was going to have a monster year this year. Me too. Like Me a too. Like, I thought, like, 1,500 yards. Too. Yeah, I thought he was going to be what Diggs was. I thought he was going to throw for three touchdowns. You see, yo, you see Landry just pitched to Chubb uh, today. It was the craziest play I was watching before I got here. Uh, 
they basically threw a little short pass to Landry. He ran four yards, and Chubb followed him. It was like a triple option, and, and Chubb just followed him. And as he was getting tackled, he just pitched it to Chubb. Chubb ran for eight yards. Dude, Landry's and, probably the – now it's the news out of the league. Like, Landry's probably the best throwing receiver in the league. Jacoby oh, Myers. Oh, man. Damn, I have him too. Yeah. I want to mention one team because they have a signature win today. And I'm just generally curious about them because they had a phenomenal run last year. Love their coaching staff. Like, let's talk about ten- I think we should talk about Tennessee a little bit. You've had a boner for them for Matt. Dude, Long, Mike Vrabel's the man. And I just love the that. Man. They- yeah. He's the man. And I just love they have an old school philosophy. Like they have an old school running back. They don't mind. Like they will they will prioritize. We need to get this guy the ball 20 times a game minimum if we do 30 forget it like no teams operate like tennessee does because everyone's obviously understandably so precautious about giving their running back 25 30 carries a game but tennessee's just like the this is our mentality we're going for and they look they pull off a huge win stage i'm just curious like you know they like, don't what's your thought on tennessee all right so here my take on tennessee is almost very similar to the to the steelers I don't in the playoffs that you can't win like you're not gonna win like that like I I just don't think you can like I you're think about you can't win a championship because they clearly won. yes yeah, no okay. no that's yeah. what I mean I mean so they won two I'm, games I'm talking about a Super Bowl like you're you just okay. not you're not getting to a Super Bowl like that you run uh, to Mahomes it's, yeah, yeah I and that's the thing too is also like if you're in the NFC East. Like and you do that, bro. You're going 16 and 0. If you're versing the entire <laughs> NFC, if you if you verse the entire NFC and you do that shit, dude, yeah. you're going you're going 16 and 0. Like yeah. you're you're making it wherever you need to be. But in terms of what they have to verse every week, it's very hard. Their wins are impressive. That I will give them. And I respect anybody in the terms of fucking Ryan Tannehill getting the bag twice. That's my favorite thing about that entire team is that. Everybody was like, bro, this guy's done. He's garbage. Came out of college as a wide receiver. He's like, all right, this guy's not even a quarterback. So, like, the fact that they're paying him 100 mil is wild. Then he has the whole gay umbrella where he's like, listen, this guy sucks as a coach. They didn't use him correctly, blah, blah, blah. Wins in Tennessee somewhat. But then he goes into a playoff game and he throws for 88 yards. You know what but I they mean? They had to manage that game. Oh, which game? You talking about New England or Baltimore? New England. Well, both of them. He both of them. Like, yeah, both of them. I don't think he cracked a hundred. But, but by Baltimore, they were winning that entire game. New England was a little more competitive. But Baltimore, they, I think they had like a double-digit lead. They did. Time. Yeah. And yeah. he had that great throw of Johnny Smith at the back of the end zone. So I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Tannehill fan. I like him too. Yeah. I, I love. But him. there's limitations. There, you can't, in my opinion, I just don't think you could win a super. And like okay. this is all what this is about, right? right. Just winning a super. Bowl. Understandably you so. You can make great the point. playoffs all you want, man. Like it's great. Like we were talking earlier about how Lamar Jackson is. It looks like he's figured out right now. It looks like you know Roman's offense. He kind of is like settling in. It's the same thing that happened when. When uh, he was the offensive coordinator for Kaepernick, mm. bro, you kind of figure it out after That's a while. Great point. You know what I mean? You kind of you kind of sit there and you're like, all right, well, I have to like I've never seen this before. And then all of a sudden, eight to ten games, eleven games, and you're like, all right, keep him in the pocket, mm. and you have to make him throw. And when you force Lamar to throw, you're sitting there, you're like, all right, well, now you just got to rely on his arm. And right now, it's not there. Right. And the Titans, like, that's what I I I love the Titans, but. I'm also talking about a Super Bowl. Like, I, I was talking to somebody about it, how they were like, yeah, you know, Titans might be a problem in the playoffs. I go, yeah, there'll be a problem in the playoffs for somebody. And then all of a sudden they'll get stopped by somebody also. They'll get stopped by Mahomes. They'll get stopped by whoever. They're not going anywhere. But also Luan is uh, – Lu- losing Luan Big for loss. the year huge. is huge. Huge. Loss. huge. Well, not only that, if you think about it, going into the playoffs last year they're without both of their tackles yeah. right they lost conklin in free agency and now Luana's out that, that's big man huge, that's right. big especially huge. for what they want to do and i think 
I, I love what you're saying about them because I feel the same exact way. I also feel completely different. I think it's the way I have it, bro. Kansas City, he's talked me into Pittsburgh, so maybe it's like 1A, 1B. Yeah. But me personally, I think it's Kansas City and like everyone. Everybody, else. it's not even close. It's not even close. I and just, like, I love Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh. And I want to, I want to point much. out that we're recording this prior to them playing in Vegas against the Raiders. They're yeah. a nine-point favorite. Uh, I think they're gonna steamroll them. Absolutely. But you know, they might end up losing. Who knows? But there's a lot of things. There's the revenge. Them coming off a bye. Mm-hmm. But I, I just really think like I, I really believe that they're just toying with people. Yeah. And I also, I agree with Alan, too, uh, in terms of, listen, you have stability with Ben on that team. No matter what happens, you know what you're getting. That guy might come out every week and say, listen, my knee hurts. I'm COVID sick. I felt somebody fell down there and coughed on me and I might get sick. Like, he's always hurt. Everything's always something with him. But you have him out there. When you have him out there, bro, you're Super Bowl bound every week. Right. It doesn't matter. And he also knows – I think he's also at the part of his career – where he's willing to manage a game now, opposed to going into a shootout with people. Yeah. And it, that's scary. Because with that defense, it's like you're going to be put in a position where you're going to have a lot of leads, which Robespierre for the most part has. You know, But the reason why I wanted to highlight Tennessee is not just because they had a signature Wednesday, but it's just like the last, what, 15 years, they really have not been in contention. So that's why, okay, like knowing them, especially because they don't have a very good defense, that's another reason why I think Tennessee Shout out Warren Moon. won't Go compete on. championship. But I think it's just cool to see them kind of back in the spotlight. And I just like they're very unorthodox because you talk about all these teams now, high-powered offenses. We need an aerial attack. We need three, four receivers. You know, we're going guns ablaze. And I just like the old-school mentality. I just think Vrabel's such a cool coach. That's why I'm such a proponent of Tennessee. But, yeah, there's obvious limitations. But I, think- I just feel like we got to talk a little bit more about the AFC that doesn't involve Kansas City or even Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. So that's why I'm trying to give other teams recognition. I so. think the two the two coaches, Vrabel is, is the top of the list. The two coaches that I watch, I feel like that I watch players play for the most. Ironically, this year, Vrabel is always on the top of that list. Absolutely. I feel like everybody, I feel like he gets the most out of every single player on that team mm-hmm. because he's a bro. He's a guy, like he's been there, he's played on a winning team. And ironically, I think number two, I was telling him before, I think people, I think the team plays for Joe Judge. No, I, I really think, like, Hands I don't down. think we have three wins without Joe Hands Judge, down. you know? Dude, I want to piggyback off what you said, Alan. Who who would you say, excluding, I should be talking to myself on this one because I've been <laughs> fucking, I've had a boner for Pittsburgh and Kansas City since the beginning, but excluding them two, Zab, who do you, who would you pick in the AFC you think that can, like, Come February or March or whatever the fuck the Super Bowl is going to be because of COVID. You never know. Hopefully, you know, knock on wood, it's in February. But like, yo, Super Bowl week and it's this team. Like, what other team can you realistically see? Listen, like, we saw the Colts I'm, win. You know, I'm going to say the Bills. And that's the worst part is that I, I don't want to. <laughs> like, I don't want to. But like, who else am I going to say? I'm not saying the Colts. I'm not putting a team with Phillip Rivers as the quarterback. And I don't give a shit who you have. Like, I, I really don't. Like, I have to say the Bills, their defense is not good. Uh, Josh Allen is ar- arguably one of the most dangerous people, like Allen said earlier, not even a good dangerous. He's one of the most dangerous quarterbacks out there, but also he can win you a game. That's what, I'm, that's what I think it comes down to. He can actually win you a game. And if I have to pick an AFC team that's not those two, I don't trust the Ravens. Like the fact that Mark that Mark Ingram is non-existent on this team is the scariest thing ever. No, no, I think 
the fact that they play Mark Ingram oh, is yeah. the scariest yeah, thing yeah, ever. Like, yeah. yo, can we unleash Dobbins? Well, yeah. did today. He had like right, he, 32 uh, he had snaps. He had Not just that, but he, he had 32 snaps, and like Gus Edwards had 13, Ingram had like six. Good. Yeah. That's how so it should be. They're, they're moving around that. I think the biggest issue with Baltimore is you haven't really seen their defense put up the expectations. Like, yeah. They have a lot of star power there. You know, got a lot of money there too. Yeah, they like they invest a lot in the offseason. That's I a know, good point. I know their old Thomas fallout was bad, but look, they've had a lot of time to adjust from that. And considering all the money they spent on corners with Humphrey, Jimmy Smith, Marcus Peters, they haven't been quite as dominant. Clay's Camel's getting a little older. I just expected more because you, you know, with that defense, you expect them to be like top five, you know, up there. And it's just I don't know. I feel like week in week out, they're allowing a lot of yards. Like that New England game last week, like they got ran on like 150 yards. Yeah. Like they got bullied. And it's just, you don't really see a team like Baltimore getting bullied. So I know all the struggles we're talking about Lamar and the offense looks predictable and they have no weapons, but you expect that defense to, you know, take more control. So that's why I'm, I think there's legitimate concern about, you know, what they're doing right now. But what I think, other team would you guys pick? I, I'm I, Ryan with Tennessee, but if I had to pick another one, because I'm with you. You on can't a, say the bill. I mean, you have to say the bill. I'm not with like, the Colts because I think there's limitations of Rivers and as good as well as that defense has played at times, I still think there's. Like the secondary is not that great. Like other than Buckner, Leonard, I don't see many like game changing players on the defense. They have a good core there, but I just think the Colts need more talent. Someone compete. in the Discord, the fucking Vikings fan, he's trying to tell me about fucking Xavier Rhodes being a good fucking pickup for the Colts. I'm like, yeah. come on, man. He, he's Rhodes hasn't he, been good. He's a little like he's a little revived, but let's let's chill out. But yeah, your boy had a pick today. Uh, Font. On the Lions. Desi. Good old Desi. <laughs> they, threw, they threw him a layup. Salute. They yeah, did, yeah. What do you mean? I need, I need true fun ever since Griffin to be saved, man. I just, I look at the, I don't want to talk about the Lions, but dude, they have, they have good players that need to be, res- they just got to get at well, it. Well, didn't Swift just have like a crazy game? La- was it last week? Concussion. Yeah, but he, like, yeah, yeah, he missed but, this week. But yeah. AFC, no, I think the Bills are a decent close. Like, I'm not trusting the Ravens right now. Miami, they're years, they're still a year or two away. Um, who else is really there? Miami will be competitive in the playoffs. I, I no, they're a hard, they're a hard, hard out, win. but they're eventually it's like the lack of playmakers offense. Just in general, offensively, they still have a lot of work. To also, do. still watching Tua throw from the left side across the field scares the shit out of me. <laughs> that is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, Yo, you know what I just realized as I asked you guys this question, and I think it's a fantastic question that I asked. Great question. I don't way. have an answer. No, you don't. No, <laughs> I'm going with Tennessee. That's it. But I know there's limitations. I want to say Buffalo, but I want to pick someone different because you took them, and I think those are the two right answers. Yeah. You go Baltimore because like you can't really you go can't, Miami. Yo, but here's you the thing: you can't go though. Miami. Like who else? You, you can go oh, you on Raiders? Like <sighs> you can go. Listen, you can, and this is gonna sound ridiculous. If I had a pick, even over the Bills, and just because of their style of play when it comes to the playoffs, I pick the Browns. Like I truthfully think, if you play that style of game and it's not the Titans, because it is the same game as the Titans. But issue is difference. Miles Garrett healthy too. Eventually, I mean game record. But issue is Tannehill most likely will not lose you games. Baker will lose you games. Baker, I agree. Baker is in that Josh Allen realm where he is dangerous in the worst way possible. Like Baker should be a game manager, but he will put your team in harmful positions. It's just it's facts. Like Baker. He just his decision making is not good, and he still thinks. And look, he has that belief in him; it's cool. But like, he just takes way too many risks. He believes in his arm, kind of like that Jameis Winston factor. Believes in his arm way too much, where he puts the ball in tight windows, and next thing you know, he gets picked off. You can't do one thing great, and then the other thing is below average. Right. And that's how I feel about the Browns. They run the ball great; they're below average when it comes to. I I, I think the graphic today was like 
They're third in the league in like total rushing fourth, offense. Fourth in rushing and then 28th in overall you offense. You just can't trust which Baker. Is wild. It's That's like, the sickest the thing I've ever seen. And and like Cleveland's done everything possible. Like I thought they did a damn good job this offseason. The offensive line yeah, is stacked. It's, built, it's yeah, arguably yeah. the best. In, like, it's probably top three in the yeah, league. Like, top I would, I would league. agree with that. So it's just like they've done this all for Baker, but it's just at this point, it's there. And like Stefanski, he's worked one this before. Stefanski, Kirk Cousins last year. They did great, but it got to a point. They played San Fran, and that game was a complete debacle. They're seven and three, right? They just won today. So they beat Philly. Yeah, which, so they're seven know. and three. Yeah. Okay. So I truthfully believe Stefanski is five of those wins on his back. He was my pick from the beginning of the year to For win coach, coach of, the of the year. Arguably, bro. He is, first of all, he's an offensive guru. He's the guy. Who everybody was like, yeah, you know, like when it, he was on the Eagles at a point, right? Uh, well, he just came from Minnesota. Minnesota. He came from Minnesota. Yeah. I'm saying before that, though, he was Thank on. You, he was a quarterbacks coach of the Eagles. He I'm was pretty crazy. Sure. I think they, you're they mistaking Frank him right with Fra- DeFilippo. DeFilippo. Yeah, you're right. Well, DeFilippo flopped bad. Yeah, that was really yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, dude, Stefanski, what's it called? When he came over to the team, everybody was like, yeah, look what he did with Cousins. And I agree because, like, listen. I'm not a. I, you could ask any one of my friends. I've spoken about it. I'm not a cousins guy at Nobody all. Is. I think he. Yeah, but you, you'd be surprised, man. You'd be surprised. Anyone with people the rationale. Who, Listen, <laughs> you know what it is. He's the he's the guy where, if, it's cool when he's going up against other Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I agree. That's a good way to put right? it. Like, That's a great way if, to put it. You yeah. just have to have the supporting cast around them. Like last year, they were loaded. Like if Minnesota had an offensive line last year. I think they could have made like a real legitimate run. But it just. What do you think happens if Kirk Cousins has Stefan Diggs, Thielen, and Jefferson on his team with Dalvin Cook, and they don't go anywhere, and they don't win their division? Like, what happens to that? I mean, like, listen, the fact that Jefferson is like who he is, like, yeah, God bless, you know, like Game the changing. fact. I mean, you, you trade it. I think I think Zimmer's gone. I, I think. Well, they they signed them, didn't they? Extend them? Yeah, I, they extend, but that's always that's loose. I, yeah, that's loose. I think that was also just because, like, let me show my team that I have faith in my coach. Right. And it's like, listen, if you don't make the playoffs this year, if you don't like go far, I mean, everybody's making the playoffs but, this year, so it doesn't matter. What is it, sixteen <laughs> but, teams? But to yeah. be fair, Zimmer, that win against New Orleans was a statement win. That was a huge, huge win. Huge like, win. Because I think they were what at least double digit underdog. No one, yeah. Like. The wild card games last year were pretty even. You looked at Houston, Buffalo, Tennessee, New England. What was the other NFC one? I'm blanking on it. NFC? Oh, Seattle. Seattle, uh, Philly was little. We didn't know Wentz was going to get hurt. The well, Wentz got hurt. First. But like Minnesota, New Orleans looked very lopsided because everyone's like, oh, New Orleans, they look like a real Super Bowl contender. And Minnesota won that game. And I thought they really outplayed them and it took the yeah. overtime to win. So that was a huge statement win for Zimmer. But I just think Minnesota at this point, especially after today, I think they just kind of need like a change. just new coaching staff, new changes. They need it, man. They like, need I it. love Mike Zimmer. I think Mike Zimmer kind of is in that Ron Rivera realm where it's like he should probably get hired immediately because Zimmer's just such a damn good defensive coach. But it's just, I don't know. They kind of have their window and they just, there's certain positions. Not Never getting the offensive line right. Secondary has always been iffy. It's just like it comes to a point where you kind of got to move on. That's what Carolina did. And now Carolina, they're built for the future. I think Carolina's in a great spot. Carolina's in a very good spot. I What's would, his name just played for them today, right? The, uh, PJ yeah, Walker. Yeah, the Arena Football All-Star. Nah, man. bro, the XFL. XFL, XFL. This is the XFL. Bro, when he was in the XFL, I remember watching some highlights on YouTube because uh, 
I was trying to talk myself into Robbie Anderson this week <laughs> because Robbie Anderson and him played together at Temple. Yeah. Wow. And Matt Rule's like, and let Matt me get Rule. all of that. And, yeah. <laughs> and Matt Rule's like, yeah, I want all of Temple. Yeah. Dude, somebody, I heard somebody say something. They were uh, along the lines on, a po- uh, on another podcast. They said, they were like, you know, the Panthers have nine players from Temple. They go, you cannot win by having nine players Man. from Temple. And like that's kind of a fact. Also, you can't win when Christian McCaffrey misses eight weeks. But right. I'm trying to think like when was the last time you seen a team rely so much on like a college like, literally on one school. Like just to build their personnel. Like you see Matt Patricia try to build former Patriots on the Lions defense, which is, you know, Dude, Matt, gone splendidly. I'm but, glad you mentioned uh, Bro, that Matt off topic. Me. Actually, wow, look at this. Someone in the Discord just wrote, appreciate the content. They won $1,000 on DraftKings. Look who his quarterback Kirk is, Kirk Cousins as a QB. Kirk Cousins, But, but you got to understand, you, know, you play Dallas's defense. Come on, that's easy points. It's like, a shootout, no yeah. matter what. 22, CJ Long 22, hashtag how rich, $1,000. Good for you, man. Good hey, for you. In the pandemic, man, you're prospering. Congrats. Yeah, good for you, $1,000. That's rent for a month. Good C- for you, dude. Congrats on the Black sex. Black Friday coming up. Congrats on all the sex on that <laughs> you, might be, you might be able to get a nice TV with the Black Friday coming up, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, what are the odds, bro? I just yeah. got Good the notification, him, and it's Kirk Cousins. Yeah. What other big headlines for today? Oh, hold on. Hold on. We mentioned his name in passing. What the fuck is going on with Carson Wentz? Oh, God. All right. All right. So, listen. As a guy who watches the NFC East vigorously, like, let me tell you something. <laughs> I've never seen somebody make as much money as he does to be scared shitless to play the position that he's paid to play. Ooh. He is terrified. He like yo, when Darnold said I'm seeing ghosts, he that was Carson Wentz speaking for him. That was literally Palpatine right there. Straight up. This man is seeing I don't know who he sees when he throws and I was the hugest Wentz fan. Same, As a bro. giant same, we're same. giant fans. Yes. We're sitting there saying like, yo, this guy's going to run this division for fucking 12 years. Easy. And all of us I was telling him earlier, I don't know if you agree, but I think after his injury, you know, this guy's about to win MVP. All right. He's fucking 2017. About to win MVP. Watches his team win a Super Bowl, big dick Nick, like like it's nothing. And then all of a sudden going like, all right, well, the team's yours. And now that pressure was built on him. And dude, how do you have more turnovers than Danny Dimes <laughs> in that same division. How do you do that? Not only turn, I'm not just interceptions. This guy's more turnovers. Fumbles. This guy's getting killed. Now, nah, but yo, yo, look, he he's having like, and I watch the Giants twice a week. I watch them on so, recap apps. Sorry, you don't need to. Do I know, I know, so. but you know, I'm trying to build something here. Yeah, he has worse interceptions than Daniel Jones. Oh, 100 percent. He doesn't know when to like protect the ball like he doesn't take sacks he puts the ball in harm's way even against that even that awful dallas game on sunday night like he was throwing some banners like that that uh, first quarter where like he was way 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 and then he just takes a sack and fumbles it it's just like these are did pl- you watch today did you watch against the browns that pick six all right so the pick six uh did you see what first of all denzel ward saw both tight ends not moving and he goes oh like i'm just gonna rush this guy yeah. like nothing comes at him but when sees him and he had uh what's his name Rieger? yeah Rieger, Rieger, yeah, Rieger. yeah he had Rieger downfield downfield it was literally like watching uh danny with slayton against the bucks like it was the same exact play you mean all the times that slayton is Listen, 20 yards open downfield and-, and we'll never know about it so it doesn't matter but uh, Jesus, <laughs> but like it's just one of those things where I was watching and I'm like, yo, this guy is so not even aware of his surroundings at that point. Don't listen. 
I'm not going to give everybody, oh, their offensive line's bad. Their offensive line's bad. But every fuck, I feel like every quarterback who's bad, we say, well, poor offensive line. You can't, listen, only I can say that for 10 years about Eli. Nobody else can say it, all right? <laughs> I don't give a shit. Nobody else can say thing it. thing is, I he's could. making errors that you expect a rookie to make. Like, he's, like, mechanically just looks all the way off. Bingo. Yeah. Like, just the yep. turnovers are just unacceptable, whether it's him holding the ball for too long, him trying to put, the, trying to force feed somebody. It's just, you got to understand, like, there's some place you just got to accept, like, it's not there. Move on. Or take the sack here. Or, you know, scramble. Like, it's just, I don't know if it's overthinking, but, and, like, everyone talks about the instability in Philly. It's fine. Like, last year, too, Philly was a mess last year. And he kind of, he managed it all right. Like, they probably should have made the playoffs, but I his division. Anybody who gets on the field and is managing to throw, how many yards did he, what did he have, 4,000? Yeah. And he's, and not one receiver had 500 yards? Yeah, Ertz was there, but that's about it. That's not, yeah. and that wasn't even a yeah. thing either. But, like, that alone was a feat in itself. Right. Yo, so that's the thing that, because I feel this, the way you opened up this conversation is exactly how I feel, bro. As a Giants fan, I was like, why, I... I hate the Eagles more than any... I hate the Eagles more than I hate the Cowboys. Wow. Yes. Well, because that's because our generation, again, we're a year apart. The Cowboys were dope in like the 90, 80s and mid-90s. Mid-90s, easy. Where like Giants fans, like my uncle who's 46, he's like, yo, I hate the Cowboys. Yeah. Right? But for us, America's it's the Eagles. Yeah. Shit, yeah. But for, for us, it's the Eagles because like McNabb. The the Vic years, they were Nick Foles, Deshaun the the Jackson, Jackson running back, right? Deshaun like, Jackson winning a game for, is sick. For us, like when Eli Manning became the quarterback and we had a franchise quarterback, the Eagles were the team that were like, we'd go into Philly and we'd lose thirty-seven to three, right? Or like Victor Cruz gets hurt, or they just go in there and Eli has five turnovers. Or it's like it's a house of horrors. It's the one team that like even if they're six and nine and it's week 17 and you're playing the giants you worry, and always. you're like yo they're gonna fuck our whole season up and that's exactly what they did the year that the giants bro i was never more confident in my life that a team that i root for was gonna win a championship in 2008 <laughs> plaxico shoots himself yeah right yep. they're they're 11 and one and they beat the cardinals and the steelers on the road the two teams that ended up playing in the super bowl and then what happens they come off the bye the for only time eli manning had a bye in his career in the playoffs and they get shellacked by the Eagles at home. Yeah. So, like, the Eagles have been a fucking nuisance for Giants fans, our generation. So, I was like, why the fuck do I like Wentz so much? Like, why do I like him so much? Exciting. And it's weird because I give him a pass on 2018 because you're coming off the ACL surgery. And, like, like I get that, mm. right? And then you get benched by Nick Foles. Also, Nick Foles ends up going the the game against the Saints, where Alshon drops the pass in the playoffs. Like, yeah. arguably, they win that game. Who knows what happens, yes. right? Yep. But 2019 again, you're like, damn, son, he took this team to the playoffs for as bad as the division was, and like, you can't argue against that. But it's also his number one receiver in the playoffs was a, a college quarterback. Yeah. Greg Ward, yeah. Jeffrey was out, Deshaun was out. Like, all these guys are out. Like. Miles Sanders was in a thing until like week nine. So I give him mad credit for last year. And then this year, sure, there's been some injuries. Like Deshaun is in and out the lineup. Rieger was in and out the lineup. But it's like, bro, I get that and I feel you. But man, it's gotten really ugly looking. He's the eye test this year. The eye, like I last year, you can't look at his, You could look at his stats and go like, "Wow, he had a pretty good year." And then you kind of figure out that he has nobody. All of his injuries, all that stuff. This year is the eye test where if you actually just watch the game, you're like, "This dude cannot play quarterback." Yeah, yeah. Like the mistakes like, are indefensible. It's, it's it, too much. It gets to a point where it's just like 
you especially more experienced like you gotta learn you know whether it's reading coverages or you know just making the right decisions it's just he's it's not there i'll ask you both though because like i feel like this is where as a giant fan we always have this in our head about like what's our next step this man is owed a another, lot, a lot of money, like <laughs> yeah. a lot of money, and he has an out in two years. So, like after next year, you can cut him basically. But you're, I think, dead cap. It's like sixty mil, fifty mil over the next two. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is, right? And Philly's in financial and hell. Philly is in is fucked. They are they, fucked. They, they had their window, and they just kept pushing and pushing. You know, signing so guys like Slane Hargrave. Do you Hargrave. believe? Because arguably. In, in our division, they could win the division like anybody else. I mean, I don't think they do, but like they could win the division. They won't have a high enough draft pick to have some turnover and be like, all right, let's see. I don't give this team to Jalen Hurts. I do not. I but don't. You, you spent the second round pick on him. I, I think they're at least going to look at him. No, no, no. You look at him, absolutely. But when are you going to look at him? You're going to look at him next year and you're going to have Carson sit on the bench. You're going to look like, at him in a week or two, the way he's going, like when's going to legitimately get benched. Cause all right. So that's where I'm, that's where I'm kind of heading with this is like, I am a proponent of, I need, I, I need the best player to play at that point. However, Peterson has come out multiple times and said, listen, this guy is our guy. And like, I also think he's going to get fired at some point. Uh, I don't know if it's this year or next, but like, mm-hmm. You can't defend this anymore. You can't. You cannot defend it. It's crazy. I'll make this comparison, but Matt Nagy tried over a year to defend Mitchell Trubisky, and yeah. it got to a point where he benched him, and ironically, it was against the Falcons. They brought in Nick Foles. Nick Foles throws two, at least two touchdowns, maybe through three, and they beat the Falcons. And I know Foles is obviously falling off now, but it just gets to a point where it's just like you're hitting this wall. It's like, all right, we're not... There's no rhythm offensively. Yeah, we're not really finding much consistently. And and people are talking about he needs to get report receivers. Like that doesn't take years. That takes months. Like if you're a quarterback that comes in, you better be able to get report your receiver within a few months and just it better produce on that field. Like everyone's talking about Wentz. Oh, he needs to get report Rieger or whoever it may be. I'm just like man, like. You see quarterbacks with rookies like look at like look at the rookie class from last year. Guys yeah. like AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Slayton, Even Terry what's McLaurin, his name? the guy on the Niners. What's his name? Ayuk. Debo Samuel. No, no, Ayuk. Ayuk. Yeah. Ayuk. Bro, listen, that guy. I don't. That guy doesn't know whose quarterback is every week. Yeah. He has no idea, and, and he's still chemistry. balling out, man. So that's why I don't get like people saying, "Oh, we need this report." It's like, all right, I understand there's no OTAs, and this year offseason was crazy, but you know, quarterback receiver, it's just like, it clicks. Like, you manage to make the time for it. So, when you're talking about Wentz needs a solid... All right, everyone needs a supporting cast. But, ultimately, it comes down to you when whether the report works or not. So... Can we can we talk about, actually... I mean, they have a, they have a bye this week. Can we talk about the Bears? No. Why? why? No, no, no. But, well, no, we, no, no we, just, super... we, we just talked about the team besides the Jets are the most unwatchable... Like, to me, the Eagles are the most unwatchable team in the league besides the Jets. The Bears are right there. I am super interested about the Bears, though, for some reason, Jesus. man. It is the craziest thing in the Yo, league. Is that J-Mo hitting? No, no. So listen. So listen. I'm super interested for one reason. I am not a fan of Mitch at all. I don't think... I think he also was drafted... You're talking the Knicks' biggest Mitch fan right here. All right. Here's the thing, though. I also don't think it's... I don't think it's Mitch's fault, though. That man played 10 games in college. All right? Like, that dude came from UNC. They they jumped up. And listen, you took him over Mahomes, so it will always look bad. And Watson. And Watson. And you kind of sat there, and now you're wet, you got egg on your face. But... Here's here's what I, I kind of feel for him. I think he I don't think he's a good quarterback. But you just said Foles fell off. I don't think Foles fell off. You put Mitch behind an offensive line that was already bad to begin with. They lost two starters during the year. 
Pace didn't sign anybody at all. He didn't say like, all right, we're going to bring these guys in. We didn't do it. They did nothing. They did absolutely Man, you're nothing. You're slandering to help Jimmy it. Graham right now. He signed Jimmy Graham to right. a two-year, sixteen million deal. Now, now here's here's what I'll say about Jimmy Graham. <laughs> Jimmy Graham is a dog. He's a receiver. He's he's a receiver. This is the man who actually came out and said, "I'm trying to transition into the receiver as a position." He mm-hmm. didn't want to be a tight anymore because he can't block. The guy off. He voluntarily says, "I do not block. I will it's not true. block anybody." So you're lining him up on a bad offensive line, and you're asking Mitch. To fucking make a decision. They make Mitch drop back five or six fucking steps. And it's like, bro, this guy's going to die. Nick Foles is, listen, Nick Foles was not the decision. Like, he was not the guy. I don't think you should have benched Mitch. I think you had to, like, as a coach, you had to. But also, like, all of a sudden, you just said Nick Foles fell off. I don't think he fell off. I also think he's playing on a bad team. Have you seen the primetime games? Like, did you watch Minnesota? Did you watch the Rams yes, games? Yes, I think like, he's like, bad. I think he's, yeah. I think he's been bad. But also, that offense, bro, the defense is a Super Bowl defense. No matter how you how you put it, whatever it is. Front four. I the love that front fact four. that they literally sit there and say, the defense goes, listen, we need you to score 18 points a game. And they don't. <laughs> Like, they go, yo, we just need you to score 18 right. points. You need to run into three field goals and a fucking touchdown and a, and a two-point conversion. It's hopeless. That's the problem. It's hopeless. Man. Also, Montgomery is not a bad running back. Stop. He's not a bad running <laughs> yeah, back. Uh, uh, He's running dead center into a terrible yeah, offensive man. line. You're really defending the Bears right now. No, oh, no, no, no. I think they're... Wait, wait. When are we going to get Allen Robinson love? Like, I think he's the one I good think, player here. No, no. I also think he should be off that team. I think uh, he needs to Yeah, be he off should be off the team. I, I want him with a real quarterback. Team. I'm not defending them. I just oh. sit there and I told him earlier, Pace needs to go. Okay. Nagy needs to go. Okay. I just think they need to go. I think Mitch, I'm not a fan of Mitch at all. I okay. truly do not believe he's a good quarterback. I also do play devil's advocate. And I think like, dude, like he's on a bad team. He's just on a bad offense. Like he could be a good backup somewhere. I don't think Nick Foles was your answer to begin with. No, no, no. And I just think that you're kind of, everybody's putting it on like, well, the defense, this, the defense, that. Listen, they went five and one. And everybody's like, this is a playoff team. Yeah, but they were a fluke. Very fluke they were a fluky too. fight. Like, like no yeah. one really bought it. They shouldn't have yeah. beat the Lions. They, they shouldn't have beat, beat the, the Falcons. Giants, bro. What are you kidding me? They shouldn't have beat that the Giants. That Thursday night game against Tampa was a cluster. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I can just see the disgust on Nick's face right now. He can't stand talking about the Bears. So, I don't know, Nick. Where do you want to take this? <laughs> nah, you lost me when you mentioned Montgomery. No, I don't, no, no, I don't think he's. I don't think he's a good can running I, back. Can I tell you why? I yeah, have yeah. it right here. This is what I've been oh, on the my picture. This is like top five hilarious, like, College scouting report pictures of all time. Bro, you've ever seen this? Have you seen this picture? No. And then I'll read it out loud it's, when it finishes. That's a college scouting graphic that they put no, together. Oh, no, 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 so, no, no, no. And he was what, a third round pick McCumber? Yeah, no, no. Anytime I. I don't think he's good. I'm just saying, I don't think he's that bad. Anytime I hear his name, yeah. I think of this graphic. That's right. Feet rough. of Barkley, vision of Bell, strength of Zeke, athleticism of Sony Michelle, which. <laughs> The athleticism was so good. You just named you just named Barry Sanders. I just like, wish they put power Derrick Henry or something like. He's Allen Robinson needs to get out of there. Yeah. It's it's really bad. Like yeah. that dude is a ball. I also man. think their other receivers really good too. Mooney, uh, Mooney's fun. I'm intrigued by Mooney. Anthony really, Miller's a solid piece. Of, they got pieces. It's just it's not clicking. What's man. his name? Uh, Cam. Uh, Cole Camet. Cole Camet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kamet, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think he's that good, but he's really athletic. Like, bro, when you see some of these people, like. Tight ends especially. Yeah, and also, like, 
when you like people like that, when you put them on the Steelers and it's like, listen, like just go be a guy. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, just go be a guy. You have a quarterback throwing to you. You have right, a pretty right. decent team. Those are where you succeed. You can't listen. Jimmy Graham is not going to do anything for you, man. He's doing fine. He's a red like, zone guy. You know? He's a red zone guy. He's not going to do it. He's not going to block for you. He's not helping you. Like it just kind of is what it is. But I'm just ashamed about it because that defense is elite. It's elite. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the sad part. I, I was a big, big, big hater of Gruden trading him, like voluntarily coming out and saying, like, Everyone listen. Was, yeah. But no, no, no. But wow. like, it's almost like looking like, listen, go ahead. We'll trade him. And it's not like this team's going to win when we trade him. And like, you kind of sit there and you're like, well, you have the opportunity right now. You have four fucking guys on your defensive line who are equivalent to one of the better yeah one of the better fronts in yeah. all of football i love akeem hicks yeah, yeah and uh and like you kind of sit there and you're like wow like you're really gonna waste this mm-hmm. like you're gonna waste and not only are you gonna waste it this is why i don't fuck with ryan pace you just hemorrhaged your entire draft capital for the next three years to do this and you did nothing for your offense like you did nothing you did absolutely nothing i think it's 2018 was also their kind of their window because that's when the defense was legitimately the best in the league yeah and, well, yeah. Cody Parkey, yeah, just, the, Cody Parkey Cody really Parkey. fucking screwing the pooch on that one was. Yeah, that was a rough one, man. Yeah, fucking double doink. Nick's like enough for the Bears. I'm looking at your face uh, right now. Nah, I, I remember can't. I bet the Eagles on the money line that year, so I love uh, that mix, miss fucking field goal. Yeah. But the Bears are just like, man, and and it's funny because three of the teams that I'm gonna mention right now, this like comparison, are in the same division. Like, yo, there are certain teams that I just can't see being Super Bowl winners anytime soon. And it's like the Vikings, the Lions, the Bears are in that mold. Like, I can't see the Browns winning a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, the way the Eagles are. Like, there's just certain teams where I just cross off the list. Just completely just eliminate them. Well, you mentioned also three teams that could be undergoing coaching changes. Like, I don't think Nagy gets fired this year, but... Man, October of 2021. All right, so Nagy, so do you agree at least that one of them has to go? You I'm, cannot. I'm not a fan of Nagy at all. No, 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 but not even that you're a yeah, fan. But yeah. I'm saying as a as an organization, like also you got to realize too, the Bears Chicago's are not. Chicago's not run right, man. The Bears are not they run are by poly. billionaires. Also, they're, they're run by a mom. It's like a mom and pop. Yeah. Like it's like a mom and pop. They're like team. Cincinnati in a way. Yeah. So like, you can't sit there and you can't give your fan base both Nagy and Pace. You cannot sit. You can't do it. But they're delusional, man. They, I know. They, they will do it enough. You just can't, man. I had you, no idea you were this passionate about the Bears, man. I don't know how many people are passionate. It's the, not even about that. It's just like I know that defense and field goals win Super Bowls at some point. At some point. You know what I mean? And you kind of sit there and you're like, bro, this is a really – like this is a Super Bowl fucking defense. Yeah. Like this is really it. Like you're looking at these guys. I'm like, yo, I'm watching this team. I watched them when they played the Giants, and I'm like – I'm like the fact that like this. I'm like the fact that Daniel Jones is not dead. I'm like this. The fact that he's just not a dead body on the field right now. I'm like these guys are fucking legit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, this offense is dog shit. Not only is it dog shit, Allen Robinson. I would be crying every week to get off this team this year. Forget next year. I, I, I mean, he's gone after this. But like, I would be off this team now. I'd be like, yo, trade deadline, pet. Please send me somewhere. I'd be like, get a first round pick, get a second round pick. I don't care. Please, like anything, because they have an elite defense, and now that's one thing that bothers me. I don't like when you hemorrhage a lot of picks for a player or two, and now your 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 window is shut. Your window's done, gone. Man, Houston. I'm only doing that if it's a quarterback. Oh, easily, easily. And I know your team did it when you guys traded up to get Julio, and you know how I feel about Julio because if you look over your shoulder over there, that blank space. 
That's a, there's a Julio Jones canvas that's coming. Nice. Mount St. Julio is my nice. guy. He's one of my I'm a huge Julio guy. Love Julio. Julio guy. It's going to blend so far yeah. with the red and black. Listen, Julio's, Julio's the Julio. best guy ever to get 1,800 yards a year and four touchdowns. <laughs> He's the king. The brand dude. is strong. He's the king. But, yo, like, they traded up. What was – do you remember – you would remember. What was the deal that they got up to tr- trade for Julio? So they traded four draft picks with Cleveland. Cleveland uh, – Atlanta was at 27 – because this was after the year they lost the Giants in the playoffs. You know, you guys could you know, Great year. G- g- giggle about that. Good year. But uh, Akeem Nicks did the dirty bird. Good year, baby. Good so, year. Wait, wait. No, actually. Oh, hold on. No, wait. No, bro. I'm wrong. He was a rookie that year. That's right. I'm wrong. My bad. They lost to Green Bay when Rodgers went crazy in the Georgia Dome. Bro, that's one of the best. I'm sorry. But that's yeah. one of the best performances. Yeah, back to back. Wait, that was when Roddy White was like, yeah, this might be it. Like. Not chill. That was like 2010. Roddy White played until 2015. Don't no, <laughs> slander Roddy, wait, please. Hold on. Hold on. Bro. I just connected the dots. Wait. That was a rough three-year stretch for the Falcons. 2010, you're the one seed, aren't you? And then Rodgers goes in there. Yes. And then 2011, you lose lost to the Giants. Giants. And then 2012 is the fucking Roddy White year where he gets pulled in the end zone. They, they won yeah. a playoff game, at least. They beat Seattle. That's true. Yeah, they, yeah. It was the only playoffs win on their No, Mike but Smith. I still, like, it's a it, devastating yeah, loss because, dev- like, yo, oh, that, was, that was three years, yeah. too. That was but, a rough um, call. When it came to that trade, though, so they went from 27 to 6. Cleveland ended up trading for... They end up drafting like Brandon Whedon. They got some <laughs> bad picks like Phil Taylor. I think they got a Croatian fullback in there, Owen Marcic. Like it was just oh they, they, this is like prime Cleveland. Yo, Brandon Whedon draft pick was one of my favorite. Yo, were you hyped that they drafted a Croatian fullback though? Or? You know, Brandon Strong. Like, Brandon Strong. Okay. <laughs> it's like back in 2011. So no, you're right because the Falcons. I remember that 2010. Like. Yeah, they were one seat, but they were like 31st in explosive places. All they had was Roddy White and Tony Gonzalez. Michael Turner was still trucking was along. Was Steven Jackson on that team yet or no? Nah, no, that, that was, like was later. Yeah, that was they, no, they had Michael Turner, man. Come yeah, on, man. We got to respect Michael Turner. He loves yeah, yeah. Michael Turner. Listen, I'm a work done guy till I die, hey, right? Favorite, so that's, all, that's all I met a man. Oh, I was, After uh, work done left, I was like, I'm done with all these people. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, they trade up for Julio. At the time, they just saw it as a window. They're like, all right, we were just the one seat. We need to add someone explosive. They, they saw Julio as a can't miss prospect and they went for it you know i think they kind of look for aj green because aj green georgia guy that's right you know julio was there alabama boom they went for it and it worked for a bit but eventually hurt them come 2013 2014 when you know draft picks weren't there and they had older roster and they had to feel it because those years they went four and twelve six and ten so it comes back to haunt you when you when you go all in Uh, obviously you have the window and there's times you gotta strike and you know they were close they were very close to Super Bowl 2012, but eventually, between that and the roster getting older, and then you know they got Steven Jackson, they got OC Manure, didn't work out, and they crumbled. So, I think franchises when they go all in for skill position players and it doesn't work out, they're gonna feel it. Houston's feeling it right now. You know they're in decent mm-hmm. position because Watson's won the best in the league, but you know it takes time to recover. Yeah, man, it's very rare where a team trades a first round pick and then they like benefit from it right yeah. like it's kind of buffalo we'll see what buffalo right now no i i, I get that but even and yeah, we'll see about that like Car- the- cardinal fans are listening to right now like first round pick man we don't need that i mean that was <laughs> fucking that was a bet yo there's I, I like to be patient on trades and be like yo let's give it time like the deandre hopkins one was fucking terrible that trade was terrible in march i, I yeah. need any justification yeah. I just feel like didn't I think I'm pretty sure the Seahawks gave up a first round pick for Jamal Percy Adams. Harvin. Well, Percy Harvin, oh, yeah. But then they ended up winning the Super Bowl, so you don't even care about that. And well, also, that's also was so good. They, dude, they nailed draft pick after draft. Well, pick, they man. they nailed like 
fourth and fifth round picks. Yeah. I feel like for four years in a row, I got Lavernius Cole and, and Percy Harvin confused like every Whoa, that is year. a rant. Yo, you, know, you know, I used to say he was the greatest offensive weapon I've ever seen in my Percy life. Percy Harvin? He was, though, for, for a solid Bro, two or that, three years. that rookie year when the when the Vikings, Vikings went to the had, NFC yeah. Yeah. Bro, he was returning kicks, getting handles. First of all, listen, slants. he was the first person I saw run across the field before the ball was hiked, and I go, why is this guy moving? And then he would get a handoff and run it for 70 yards up the Oh, like sideline. jet sweeps. Yeah, Dude, but I never saw like a wide receiver do it as fluid as he did. He was just running across the field before the ball was hiked. I was like, could you, like what's this guy moving? Could you have imagined if Percy Harvin was in, like a Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan or even Andy Reid, like one of those crazy, like one of the true offensive mastermind play callers. Like, imagine using those offenses at this day and age. It would have been crazy because we see now that they call it the wing back position where you see receivers like a Debo Samuel just taking – Six to eight carries a game. Robert Woods does as well. Yeah. Maybe not Clay as much. Pool, Claypool does. I was going to say, yeah. say Claypool. Yeah, Claypool like Claypool you see these receivers, they call wingbacks now. It's like, okay, they're taking jet sweeps. They're taking inside handoffs. Like, they're just utilized in so many different ways. And, man, Percy Harvin, this day and age, did that. Ooh. Man, Percy Harvin was such a fucking beast. Yeah. He was a beast. He was, he was an animal. So good, man. Yeah. Even yo in the Super Bowl, I actually bet him to win MVP, and he housed it. Sickening. That's why. He, he could have won that. And that was that week. Him and Golden Tate got into a huge fight. People forget about that. They yeah. had a huge brawl in the locker room. Well, also Golden Tate's like even. I mean, just as a giant now, Golden Tate's like. I feel like everything's He's a lunatic. Fo- I, everything's followed him over his entire career. If you yeah. really like follow the breadcrumbs, that guy's a fucking psychopath. He. I didn't like that move when it happened because you have Sterling Shepard. I also I didn't like it because I you're rebuilding tr- mode. Why, yeah, why are you I spending big like, money on thirty right, receiver? It was a right, slot receiver. Also, what's his name was also one of the worst moves that Gettleman made was fucking Ogletree. You kind of sat there and you're like, bro, I traded a pick for him. It's like, all right, fine. Guilty. Then, I loved Ogletree. Uh, no, no, I loved him as a player. But then also when you really like dove into the numbers and what he was doing, like. He was a product of the defense he was in. Dude, Wade Phillips gave up on him. Yeah, he was a product yeah. of the defense he was in. They were like, yo, honestly, like we'll take him. But he didn't do anything for it. He was the captain of our team, of our defense. And I'm like, all right, well, let's see how that yeah. goes. If you want to touch on one other big storyline, do you want to talk about – I feel like the Taysom Hill stuff was pretty big today. Do you want to get into that? I Respect. mean, he, 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 fantasy, he, 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 he body-bagged your team, so do you want to open the well, I watched the whole game, but I feel, I feel like the Taysom – when like it was announced Friday morning, sources said, "Oh, Taysom Hill starting with Jameis Winston." People are like, "Are you serious?" That guy was attempted what eighteen career passes, and I was thinking, "Look, Sean Payne's done a lot of petty stuff to the Falcons over the years. This does not surprise me one bit." But considering I thought Winston looked decent sporadically in the San Francisco game, just why would you make the move? Because the thing is, you know, we talked about before, like New Orleans needs home field. Like mm-hmm. they cannot afford to drop any games. And last year they lost to a one and seven Falcon team coming off a bye that they were on the verge of firing Dan Quinn at the time and they lost to a 1-7 Falcon team and pretty much cost them not just home field they cost them a bye and they ended up losing Minnesota so that had to be in the back of your mind but you know look Sean Payton he knows how to put his quarterbacks in advantageous advantageous yeah he knows how to put his quarterbacks in the right scenarios to win I love when you mess up words because you're way smarter than I am and I can't really speak that well sometimes so I guess what (laughs) so they Sean Payton's one of the best at just putting his quarterback like you you rarely see Breeze Teddy B in a bad spot yeah Yeah, like you rarely have to see him make tight window throws like he knows how to create scheme his players open so that's why I understood the move but it was just crazy seeing Taysom Hill, guy who's attempted 18 career passes, literally start an NFL game, and he was utilized like a drop-back passer. All right, but here's the thing, though. Would you at least acknowledge the fact that Jameis is a, is, is a passer first, obviously, but 
you got to realize they're catering their entire offense around Kamara, right? Michael Thomas had a great game. I think he had 100 yards. Yeah, they got him out of slump. Yeah. yeah. But I also do think that you don't pay – they pay Taysom Hill like $15 million a year. Yeah. Like just because like they didn't want anybody else to get So there him. was a report that came out earlier this morning, or it might have been yesterday, that – the players wanted Winston. Yeah, that I agree. That would but make Peyton sense. was like what you say. He's like, yeah, bro, we're paying this guy. Is we're paying that, him eleven yo, million year, dollars. I think this year, year like, he's making eleven. Next year he makes fourteen. The next year he makes sixteen. Whatever it is, and they're I'm pretty sure they signed him that contract out of spite, like just to make sure nobody else gets him. But like the players, like like you just said, receivers. There's a clear cut answer that you want Winston. You don't want anybody else. I don't give a shit if you throw three or four picks today. Like I know that the ball's coming to me maybe four or five times right. more than it shouldn't. Right. And like Taysom Hill is gonna run the ball. What do you have? Two rushing touchdowns? Taysom Hill? Yeah, at least yeah. One. Well, he had one, yeah. right? Yeah. So at that point you kind of sit there and you're like, listen, Sean Payton's like, I pay we're paying this man. Like, I'm not having twelve mil set on the bench or catch a ball right. from fucking Jameis. And he's put it full chips. Like you see, Taysom Hill is a part of the game plan every week. He gets five to seven touches in some way, whether it's receiving, rushing. So this has been Sean Payton's guy since 2018. So I'm just like, all right, like he's fully invested in him. I can see why he made the move. He's in a favorable matchup against Atlanta. Sean Payne's done a lot of petty stuff to Falcons. He loves just sticking to them. Their rivalry is as big as it is. So it was a completely understandable move. It was just crazy that, I don't know, just because Winston, say we want about him, he is credentialed. I know, look, the memes are there. The Anybody guy, who throws 5,000 yards, bro, yeah, like, in my book, you're like, okay. Winston's credentialed. Like, people, like, he's someone in the league. Like, he could start for teams. Like, there's no denying that. Now, granted, like, if you're trying to build a championship team, you don't want him starting, but, like, as a, you know, as a bridge, absolutely. Yeah, stop yeah, star. Why sure. not? But uh, I just, it was just so awkward seeing Taysom Hill. But look, he did his thing a little bit. Now, granted, I thought he got away with some stuff. He underthrew a couple of deep balls, but he fumbled also. He had yeah. a bad fumble as well. Yeah, but we were watching that. Yeah. Do you think he? Do you think he? He has a, a tight rope at all in terms, like a leash, like in terms of like Peyton being like, listen, if I see you underthrow everybody, and we're actually versing a team, like I'm not saying the Falcons aren't a fucking comparable team, but like. They are what they are. They are what they are. Yeah, there's a reason why they don't have a head coach. Exactly. But, uh, they are what they are. So, yeah. like, you think moving forward, because Breeze, listen, the fact that Breeze has 11 fractured ribs and a punctured lung, like 11 ribs, that's fucking crazy. I, I didn't I didn't even know you had 11 ribs. I, I didn't know you had 12. Yeah, if they could hold them out for at least a month, they're going to do that. And I do think their schedule's lighting, easing up a little bit now. So besides, I think they still have to play Kansas City, which, damn, that's going to be crazy. But uh, I just think in that system, especially with, you know, because New Orleans, yeah, they make moves every now and then, but it's pretty much the same pieces. Like they don't really, see, you really don't see many star players leaving New Orleans. They yeah. have a really solid core over there. They have a good old line too. Oh, always one yeah, of the best. Always yeah, always a good Armstead check do their thing. But uh, I think with Taysom Hill, it just yeah, he's on a bit of a short leash. But as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, I think he'll he'll be there because he look he offers you. He runs. A lot of options. He yeah. runs, man. And he's hard. Like, he could break tackles. And, you know, you run the option stuff with Kamara. Kamara with Kamara and him, yeah. And they ran some Wildcat stuff today. They used Kamara. They had uh, the the return specialist, Harris. They Harris, used yeah. Like, they have so many moving parts. And Sanders is still doing his thing. So, I think they still have – they play the Falcons two weeks from now, which is just hilarious. But, yeah. uh, like, I think they could coast around with this for a bit. And as long as Hill doesn't turn the ball over, I think Sean Payne trusts it. And you got to give credit – that defense, I know they underachieved early on, but that defense is really coming on. Like they, what do you mean, bro? Like, Jenkins is a fucking moose. Well, which Jenkins? They got two Jenkins. Not, well, fucking uh, Janoris. Oh, like, okay. I, yeah, I mean, 
what's it called? Malcolm's good. a good leader. Malcolm's a good one too. Yeah. But a lot more Dean played today, bro. I'm watching. Like I watched these last couple of weeks because, uh, like you said, the Saints are on every fucking day. Dude, like, they were, like. T- I feel like today was like their first one o'clock game in. Yeah, I yeah. watch. I've watched the Saints game at eight o'clock every week yeah. somehow for some reason, and I'm watching Janoris, and I'm like, bro, this guy is fucking all over the place, man. I'm I like, mean, even even Eli Apple like, last year when he first got there, yeah, like a couple of games. Like, this motherfucker. First three know, games, and I said to myself, I go, please don't be the Giants curse where you leave the Giants and all of a sudden you're like, well, I want to <laughs> It's like play. the Knicks curse. Yeah, right? yeah. you leave the Knicks here and all, yeah. all Bro, like, come on, man. I didn't want that shit. But then I saw Jenkins playing. I'm like, damn, yo, this guy fucking, this guy's out here. And then like you see him get burned a couple times. You're like, yeah. He's a gambler. But uh, I'm just curious to see how New Orleans moves forward because they are the one seed right now. They have a favorable schedule. And I think talent-wise, they're right up there with Tampa Bay. I think those are the two teams. And they obviously swept Tampa Bay, so I got that advantage. But I just think t- roster-wise, you got to look at New Orleans and Tampa Bay as the favorites in the NFC. Wait, so you actually don't – I mean, I think the Seahawks are still funny. I think that defense is so bad that it makes Russell – Russell Wilson took himself out of MVP contention for a little bit yeah. because he has to throw balls that he shouldn't have to throw. Yeah, he, he does have to carry them. Yo, I'm, even though they lost, and I know that Miami game is going to come back to haunt them, I like the Cardinals. Yeah, I did too. For, like, actual, like, making it, like – down the stretch, I think they could win like a game or two in the playoffs. Right. I think so it's too. Deep, I think they could. I, I think the Cardinals could show up to like. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals play the Saints in the NFC title game. Yeah, to make a run like really? that, yo yo Murray is playing at a really high level. I love Christian Kirk too, man. Yeah, but yeah. I love. Kirk. But they're most likely not gonna have a. Well, it's a tie right now, but like I don't know if they're gonna win division. Do you really? Uh, weapons that they put on the road, you don't know how they're gonna adjust if it's Kawhi. Like if they have to go to Green Bay, who that, knows? That's a fantastic point so yeah absolutely it, and it's just right now without Chandler Jones Chandler Jones was I their know. core piece I like wish they, they had him and Pearson's starting to look old like Metcalf was giving him the work we also saw Diggs I now granted these are like top five receivers we're talking about here but Pearson is not what he once was it's just I have a lot of questions about the defense because you know besides Pearson and Buda Baker it's like well they are starting to do more creative and fun shit with Isaiah Simmons that is, which I've been waiting for yeah. so long dude like, the amount of time I'll never forget that entire draft hearing about, like, dude, this guy's a Swiss Army knife, man. You could literally use him at any position. He could play four different positions. <laughs> I wanted him and, so bad. Yeah, I wanted bro. him so badly as a giant. And I'm sitting there, now I'm watching him, like, throughout the weeks, and I'm like, this guy's not even on the radar. Yeah. You know, I mean, the last two, snaps. last two weeks, yeah. last two weeks, he's actually been, like, He played well like, in that yeah. Seahawks game. But, but then yeah. you're kind of sitting there, and you're like, yo, this guy's not even, you're, like you said, he's not even getting snaps. Right. You're like, this guy's off the field half of the fucking possession. So I'm like, yeah. that's weird. Like, that first game against... Seattle, that crazy he had the pick game. In the, in the- but he only played six snaps, which just tells you, like, okay, coach said clearly it has High issues. High success rate, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so weird, man. So weird sometimes. But, uh, I'm just saying, I just think, look, New Orleans is always going to get a lot of, you know, publicity. You think you, I, I think what's it called is kind of a little bit of a, only because these last couple of weeks, I think Tampa is, has a lot of flaws. Like I don't, th- I think their, I think their defense is really strong. I think Brady is obviously Brady. Their receiving corp is crazy, and honestly, Ronald Jones fucking running for like two hundred yards the other week was just yeah. the fact that that was even possible yeah. is crazy. <laughs> but like, also, you see some of their losses are really suspect. The way that they played the Giants too, when they got up against, I'm not saying the Giants are elite, but like they have a top ten defense. The Giants. I think that's fair, yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, I, I can confidently say that because like they really do have good players on their team. They have a good secondary, ironically. Uh, even with McKinney out for the whole year, which was wild. just the fact that he's out and we're kind of pretty He good. should be coming back after Thanksgiving, I think. I don't like they but said still, that. What can you, but what, what, what can you expect for a guy who missed the whole exactly. year? Exactly. And also it's a foot injury. Like yeah. the guy's fucking hurt. But I think that 
anything with Brady, you can kind of count him in no matter what. And their receiving core is so crazy. I want I think once him and Antonio get like actually like in sync with everything, Gronk is picking up like completely these last couple of weeks. Godwin's healthy. The, Godwin's healthy. You know, Evans is ironically in my mind. I think he's kind of like the odd man out. Like, and you told me Evans is the greatest red zone receiver ever, man. He, Evans he is. is but... I love Mike Evans. Just. He's like a power forward out there. Like, Dude, you throw the ball up. He's Antonio Gates in college when Antonio Gates was playing, was playing the floor. I just think Tampa, they got to get healthy. They, Ali Marpet's been a huge loss. He's like their all pro left guard. He, they're missing him. And I just think that secondary is very young. They're still trying to Yeah, that's what up. I'm saying. Dude, on defense, you kind of yeah, watch them and you're like, their front line is really good. Oh. Yeah, it's fucking elite. And then all of a sudden you're watching this secondary and I'm like, dude, why are people getting burned? Or like, it's not recognized. Right. Like you saw that New Orleans game, like Jamel Dean didn't know assignment. Uh, Murphy bunting, like he got roasted by Golden Tate on that key touchdown. Like it's just they have a lot of young pieces. Like I, everyone likes Winfield Jr. He's a good prospect, mm-hmm. but it's just you kind of knew Tampa Bay. If there was one issue going into seasons, like we all know about the secondary, and you thought maybe the front four would take advantage of it, you yeah. know, be able to rush but in dude, and kind of give them help. Dude, losing Vita Vea was bigger than people thought. Vita Vea. Dude, Moves people, man. Three forty-five, and he could get after. And it. also, if you think about it, he kind of takes up blockers for those linebackers Dude, that are fucking a game amazing. Changer, yeah. man. I know McClendon's a decent piece, but like he used someone. Uh, like I know Barrett and JPP are studs, but like Vita Vey was like one of their main core pieces. But I still like Tampa. It's just when you have a sketchy secondary and your offense line's injured. Yeah, especially with a forty-three-year-old quarterback. It's, there's I do think what's his name is really is uh, I think Howard's actually a, a, a really good tight end. He, Not even just receiving, uh, just as a blocker. Yeah, I, yeah. I I I wanted big a, versatile weapon. When when we ver- when we uh, drafted Ingram, I wanted OJ Howard so badly. Like, Ingram, I wanted uh, him so badly because I, mean, I was like, J- dude, Jason Witten 2.0, yeah. but Jason Witten of last year, not yeah. fucking Jason Witten of 2004. Unbelievable. Dude, Ingram is wild. Ingram also Ingram looked great these last two weeks, and then after that, yeah, because they're running him further than three yards down the field. Bro, two weeks ago, I'm not even kidding. That play, uh, what it, it was, was against the, the Eagles when he Eagles when he missed Thursday the ball in the end game, zone. Yeah. When that happened, my I was sitting there watching the game with my dad, and my dad looked at me. He goes, Nick, trade him now. <laughs> and I go, Yeah, but you know what? He's he goes, No, no, I don't even want to pick. He goes, I don't want any. He goes, get a fourth rounder back. Get an extra timeout. He goes, literally, get a fucking extra red flag to challenge with. He goes, I don't care. I said that about. He yeah. goes, bro, yeah. please. So I put up a tweet like during the trade deadline, and it was like uh, using my wrestling fan, like fantasy booking trades, right? Yeah. NFL trades. It's like the day before. It was like Will Fuller to the Packers. Uh, I said an, I was like Evan Ingram to the Panthers, right? Like just like, and then I was like Golden Tate for an extra timeout every half. Hundred percent, I would have taken that. Hundred percent. Get him the fuck out of here, guys! It was an absolute pleasure. Is there anything else? One last thing, or any other major stories? So I wanted to bring New Orleans just because I think they're a top NFC team and. Yeah, Wait, before before we actually. Go oh, two got benched. Should we bench yeah, that? Wow, Fitz, yeah, Fitzy boy, yeah, the good old Fitzy. Man, it's weird. But it's he's weird. playing next week. I don't want to I don't want to overreact to it because I thought it was crazy when people were saying how there's no audition for him. Yeah. That's wild, man. You can't yeah. say that. Nah, I don't think so. I think he just had a really bad game today and they pulled the plug. Well, also, what was it week 1 against uh the Rams? When he played, when he started, when he started his first week, um, I think he threw what for like ninety yards, and they, they the beat the rim. They, they had to lead the, the whole game. Yeah, they, they were the up like game. twenty. Were up. Yeah. Second week, he comes out. He threw for like two fifty. You know, he did really well. Beat outdoors, Kyler. You're 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 literally sitting there looking at a guy who has played three games now. Like, 
I think benching him was actually the wrong thing. I know you want to beat the Broncos. I know losing to the Broncos and Drew Locke is really tough. I know that's a tough look, especially when you have playoff aspirations and you know you're a pretty you're yeah, in a you're in a league, you're in a division now also. That's where up for grabs, kind of. That's up for grabs because listen, that was a big loss against uh, from the Bills against the Cardinals. That was right. a big loss. Like that's their third loss. Uh, I'm pretty sure. What are the Dolphins now? Six and four. And they play Week 17 Bills Dolphins. Exactly. So like, yo, that impl- that those implications are not only wild card games. That's a buy. Like that's just a buy now. And you kind of sit there and you're like, I get it. You want to put Fitz out there, but let's talk about just for a second. Like that also. Like you, you need that confidence that your yeah. coach relies on you, and the fact that he benched you in the middle of a game for a forty-two-year-old man with a beard the size of Santa Claus, <sighs> who's the king. I'm not saying anything different. That's my friend. Like that's I would my, hang out. That's my friend. That's my friend. Like that's a guy I saw at the that's Y not my playing boy. basketball. That's not my hero. He's just my friend, bro. That's a guy I saw at the Y playing basketball in a men's league. I don't give a shit what anybody has to say. That guy's the king. But like, bro, you you have a young kid out there who's coming off of a huge injury. People didn't think he would even play this year. And you gave him the keys, and you're like, well, I mean, you listen, the guy has the internet also. You don't think he read Adam Schefter saying, like, this is an audition for Tua? Yeah. Like, come on, man. That's not fair for anybody to see. And then to get benched halfway through? I feel that. That's a good know. point. I hope he recovers. I think he'll be all right. I just, I agree with you that you shouldn't, you shouldn't be an athlete that needs to worry about every mistake he makes. They kind of pull the plug on you. And that's what I think was the case today and then uh, i think next week is gonna be very important for miami it's already confirmed he's starting no i know but like i think it's very important like that might be a game that i'm gonna be watching yeah because you know what happens if he has two three and outs in a row and then he has a pick it's like oh fuck like that can't be good for your confidence also zav allen my guys i appreciate you guys stopping by this was fun uh it was like an hour hour 40 almost man nice rifting you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The camera dies, so go and check out the YouTube. There'll be some stuff on there. Alan, where can they find you? Alan underscore Stark. That's A-double-L-E-N underscore S-T-R-K. Are the Falcons on Thanksgiving this year? Thankfully not. Yeah. They had like three straight years on Two years two against years. New Orleans, and boy, those games were long, hard watches. They like, must have read your fan mail. They must have heard you and been like, dude, I can't do this anymore. Uh, not on my not on my day of being thankful for my family. And look, like I, I try to keep the fan post up, but it's like against New Orleans, like, God, man, you just you got the most bitter rivals and they're, they're loaded. I gotta tell my godson, yo, I gotta stop coloring. I gotta go, you know, watch this team play. Like, like I literally be up Thanksgiving, I'd be it'd be six thirty. I'm like, yeah, I gotta get ready for covering this game. But, <laughs> but hey, we got Raven Steelers Thursday night. I am beyond excited. You know, the early games, we don't have to talk about that, but like who's not gonna enjoy it? Pittsburgh, Baltimore. It's one of the premier rivalries, so very yes, excited about that. Zav, where can they find you? Uh, Nick underscore Zav on Instagram. That's about it. And like I said, if you want, you can ask me for my phone number. I won't give it to you. Just want to mention, it's Lions hosting the Texans, Washington and Dallas, and then Ravens, Steelers. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. Man. I don't know why they got to oh, drop Green Bay. Man. Like, why can't we get Green Bay on Thanksgiving? What oh, other games man. are this week? Like, Colts, Titans could... The Colts, Titans... Oh, the Bears are back on prime time. You Let's know? go, baby. Nick, that's man. what we're here Nick, for, Nick, baby. I swear, wow. Nick, you're dying on that yeah, brand. Yo, man. Listen to this. How we're talking about Tua? Yeah. If this boy struggles next week. Is he going against the Jets? What do you mean? He's gone, dude. What do you mean? They're going to trade him at halftime. You're so damn gay. Oh, bro. Listen to this game. Chiefs Bucks next week. Oh, all right, we're part. That's why that. I Yo, how is that not on Sunday night? Dude, I can't do another Sunday Bears night is Bears I can't do Flex the Bears fuck out of that. Why you don't want to watch a 17-13 win from another team that's not the Bears? Tremendous guys at the Lamb Show is where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum is where you can find the show. 
big ups to the members of the Patreon. Daniel Pleiates. Uh, sorry, Derek Pleiates. Daniel Gibson. Nick Chavez. Corey Johnson Hoops. Daniel Gibson. And Ryan Flying Pisner, baby. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Guys, the November giveaway. Zav, this might uh, interest you. $10 tier or higher. ESPN Plus subscription for a full year if you win the drawing. Maybe we could do some frozen envelope, which yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? Yes, Maybe sir. I should have also mentioned that off the show. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, don't but guys, uh, check out the Patreon. A lot of extra content on there. And we'll catch you guys next time. You think you got it, I got it for real. You think you got it, I got it for real. This one for those they forget in my city. This dog off the leash and is ready to kill. Homie, go finish your meal. I'm coming for real. Taking that food right off of your grill. Nicky too ill. Can't let a drop of me spill. Clogging the lane. I'm feeling the strain. I'm here for the spot to be filled. Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. Got it.